Welcome to the Broad Talk with your hosts, Dan and James. Okay. Okay. All right. I don't need this sandwich. Now I wish I'd made a whole sandwich. I'm hungry. <laughs> I need a meal. I'm like, I'm gonna, it's probably stale. It's got to stay. No, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. What could possibly Your go wife on? would probably get angry if I asked her to make us a sandwiches. Sh- can you make the boys sandwiches? Yeah, can you? <laughs> Mom, I need some hot packets. <laughs> hey, welcome back. Um, so, uh, welcome to Grog Talk. I'm still James. I'm still Dan. And um, so, for those who are going to do the podcast, I'm going to split this in half because we, we... Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, this, so you're still getting the full content. Apparently, you need to tell your wife mm-hmm. that twice a month you come over, you're, you may be sleeping over at this point point you're right. just gonna come early and stay for five or six right. hours so right. yes he is next door uh so uh the scourge of the north is asking uh so this just recap you know we've had a very busy last couple of weeks we uh we had the new year just before that vic and Jeannie came down and played with us we played we were we were at the blackmore studios um, that was a great event and yep. vic ran his new adventure that was huge fun we yep. had a great time um, and so he stayed at the house, and we, we really enjoyed their company, and hopefully they'll be coming down next year. And I'm not sure how, and so Vic is asking how, because he has been to the house, and here at our Grog Talk Studios, next door, the next room over, is the um, is where the production goblins, uh, his hovel is. He's like Harry Potter. He's in a little walk-in closet. Well, what do goblins live in? Is like his, his cave? Well, apparently very well. They live very well yes. in, in the modern days. They have their own yes. room, their own bathroom. Right. They have their own computer area. They're doing pretty well. So um, I'm not sure uh, if uh, how he sleeps. Apparently, I've put up some soundproofing, and he says it has improved. I don't know if that's still the case, but we'll find out from him. This is the questions we get from our online people? Yes, they're online. They're they want to know about the production they're goblin, more about the where production he sleeps? Goblin. Exactly. The ecology of the production goblin. The ecology of the production No, 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 no. We don't need, we don't need to learn about need, the making of the production goblin. Yeah. All right, go ahead and tell the story. No, there's no story. I'm well, just reading very Well, it wasn't things. an immaculate conception. What? Of it? Oh, no. Yeah, we had him in the, the normal way. The production. <laughs> the Goblin King had found a, <laughs> found a goblin mistress, miss, and that's it. That's uh, happened, right. apparently. Or it was the uh, Mailman Goblin. You know, we're still... We haven't that's done true. the 23 and Me to, to confirm this type of thing. So... Um, this is the second part of the five-hour marathon. Yes. Um, we hopefully will have some announcement on GrogCon. Is that fair? I know we can't announce it yet, but we have had some progress. Yeah, so as our listeners uh, may recall, we are part of the Crucible, annual Crucible convention. We've been, yeah. stunningly, we've been invited back. Yes. Uh, despite your behavior. <laughs> and, By my behavior, okay. Those things you broke. Yeah. And uh, we've been invited back. So uh, GrogCon will occur based upon when the Crucible 9 convention occurs, and Craig Russell... Uh, one of the organizers of the Crucible 9 has informed us that we're, he's very close to announcing the official date. Right. So once he announces the official date, then we can announce when GrogCon will occur. But Grog, yes, GrogCon will be back. And it will be back, and better than ever, we, are pl- so we learned a couple of things. I definitely, we need to come up with a merchandising bag, a t-shirt. There's plenty of time to do that. The now. Grog Shop. The Grog Shop. Well, I, I, don't, I, don't know if, I don't know if we can do it. We could. I think there's other people who have called it a Grog Shop. But, oh, uh, have they? Yeah, but we're, yeah. 
Yeah, but we're we're grog. That's right. There's no other grogs <laughs> we're, like we're us, a, like, apparently. Yeah. But no, grog some, shop is a but grog shop. You find that in the dictionary. Oh, that, that's right. What is it? What's the official? Definition? I believe it's it's British, and I think it's it's like an it's a tavern, I believe. Okay, or, you know, or a, a bar, or a pub. Very I good. Okay. I, I'll go with that. Um, so I'll, the reason this stuff happens, you know, we change the scenery around, um, got chairs, improve some of the sound. I hope. Um, that all happens because the patrons who have supported us, and we have a couple of patrons who are needing a title, so we're going to do that right now. Uh, we have actually a new uh, patron, Shannon Ferguson, who is, has claimed Bruce County, Ontario, which I'm not sure... Is he taking that from, uh, from, from Ed Greed? Well, is he trying to scoop it up? Is that what's going on here? You know, perhaps we should... I mean, I don't know if it would be presumptuous enough to give Ed Greenwood a title because his title's way better. Oh, that's true. No, I think that's right. That's Elminster. Yeah, that's right. How well, do you, you know. what do you he call gives it? us titles. What do you call a twenty-fifth level wizard? Whatever he yeah, wants to be. That's right. We <laughs> don't. We don't give Elminster. Elminster gives us titles. If that's right. Maybe, maybe. But he he grew up in a Toronto suburb, and he gave the title. I didn't write it. It's on Wikipedia somewhere. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's somewhere where Shannon is nearby. Because so Shannon may actually have Ed Greenwood then right. below. Right as part as you know a minion. Exactly. This is this is awkward. That would that would be awkward. Well, so you know. Well, listen, Ed didn't become a patron before Shannon. It's <laughs> that's right. That's it's the way it works. That's how it works. That's the rules. Exactly. So yeah. So uh, yeah. Scoop up uh, Elminster. And that's not a bad person. You have Elminster in yeah. there. Then Elminster can can they can. There's been talk about people expanding their territories. Right. And if you had Elminster, you'd be in pretty good shape. You pretty much could take. Anything you wanted. All right, let's point. find out where Ed Greenwood is from. Okay. And then is, is Shannon still on, or is yeah, uh, he has been. No, he's still on. Okay, so um, hang he's on. Ju- he's just northwest of Ted's domain, or Ed's domain. Oh, is he claiming it? Uh, no, he's he's not claiming Ed's domain. He's just northwest. Is okay. what he's saying. Okay, fair so enough. So he is. All right, he has a chance at getting Elminster, but he's, that's he's, his call. He's okay, he's okay with that. Okay. So. We, we right. don't. Who are so? We're gonna start with. Uh, we're gonna start. We're gonna bestow uh, Shannon's title first, and then Tom D'Angelo, who's been a long time player of yes. ours. Tom, he had been a patron for a number of months, and has finally his has decided what his uh, empire, what he's gonna collect. Okay. All right. So um, I think we are ready to bestow the title. Ready to roll, literally. literally. Literally ready to roll. So All right. uh, I think. What do we do? You do the rolling. I do the typing. Is basically what happens. I thought, so okay, die, all right, so it's a die, or you do the rolling, don't you just die 15, I'll do the 15. counting. Oh, where's the die 30? Here it is, okay, here we go. Because you got to do all that division. Okay, yeah, that's right. I'm not good at it. 29, so that's 15. Master. He's the master. The master. So just... Do we have a master? Ah, hold on. You know, you always ask this. No, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, master. Chamberlain, we got, Chamberlains, we have the, we're locked in. Oh, we do we the, do. Ma- yes. That's right, our dear friend from Sweden. Okay. He is the master, so we have a second master. All right, the master. Yep. His, right? His. All right. And What's it's going to be, well, it's going to be most or all, depending, or depending on what we roll. We right, have D30. Right. D30. Five. Majestic. His, uh, his, his most his majestic. His most majestic. Yes, majestic. Is ever majestic? No, he's most majestic. No. Is all majestic? Uh, his most majestic. What do you think? Yeah, majestic. Most ever or all. I like most most majestic. He's we most, like alliteration. Right. He's most majestic. Right. He's most majestic. Yep. All right. So now we need a D uh, thirty again. D thirty. Okay. Twenty nine. Oh, cesarean. So, wait. 
Su- I don't know what this is. What is this? S-U-Z-E-R-A-I-N. A-I-N. Suzerian. What is that? Suzer... Suzerian? No, Suzerain? Suzerain? You got Suzerain. How do you... A sovereign or state having control of another state that is internally autonomous. Can you hit the uh, audio? Suzerain. Suzerain. Okay. It is Suzerain. 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 Yes. <laughs> you are, so... <laughs> Nothing makes it feel stupid like D&D, does right. it? Right. <laughs> so a sovereign or state having some control over another state that's internally... A feudal overlord is... A feudal the, overlord. That all makes right. sense. So, all right. So he's... All right. So now we need a die 15. Die 15. Uh, that's a nine, so that's five. Marquis. Marquis, ooh, I like that. Marquis. Another M. Uh, that's right, another M. So mm-hmm. the suzerain we may have to change at some point. Then the D60. Yes. So the first, ten. Insurgent. Insurgent, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Okay. All right, and now we're down to uh, a D30. D30. 25. Terror of. Wow. That's great. That's Insurgent a good one. Terror of Wayne County, right? I thought Wayne County's Bruce in County. Yeah, Not, Wayne County. I knew it was Bruce Wayne. Wayne, Wayne County's Bruce, Michigan. Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> That's why I got confused. So is he going to, all right, so is he going to be of Bruce County, or do we say of Bruce County, Ontario? No, County? just Bruce County. I agree with that. That's too much. Mm-hmm. It's too specific. He may want to take another Bruce It County. would kind of end with a whimper, wouldn't it? Right. The terror of Bruce County, Ontario, Canada. <laughs> North America, Northern Hemisphere. Longitude. <laughs> Longitude. That's right. Yeah, you're right. The terror of Bruce County. All right. So now we are, yeah. we are about to bestow our dear friend Shannon Ferguson his title on, on the power vested in us by ourselves as the Grog Emperors. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we now bestow Shannon Ferguson this title of the ma- master, his most majestic... Suzerain Marquis Insurgent Terror of Bruce County. Ah, congratulations. You're yeah. bad. Yeah, is I that. knew you were going to give me the Suzerain or <laughs> whatever it is. I gave you a chance to listen to it first, so there you go. Congratulations. Uh, All right. Thank you for your patron patronage and supporting it, and uh, we will put you on the heraldry uh, as soon as I update the website. Yeah, I so I like the the insurgent terror. The insurgent. I'm trying terror. to think of you know shorts for this, right? Or the marquee insurgent. I think the insurgent terror. Don't you think? Yes, the insurgent terror would be would probably would be the short uh, as the terror, right? Like the Nick's terror. the scourge, right? Shannon's yeah. the terror. Yeah, okay. I, I think you should lock in the thing that's most uh, terror. You know, shocking before there's another terror. Mm-hmm. So if you want terror to be your nom de nom de plume, nom de plume. You better, you you know, better be funny put if, that out. If you're like the terror and then you walk out and you're like a three-foot gnome. Right. <laughs> well, they are terrifying to me. Which, by the way, did you see uh, uh, your, the module that you created, almost 99% of, is going to be spread far and wide? Uh, Maybe. Well, they're, they're interested in, in England. They, they, they may be using it at the next grog meet. That's what really? That, yeah, you didn't see the correspondence. You should go look on Twitter. Okay. And uh, Menyon has said he's thinking about doing something in Japan. I saw Menyon, yeah. So yes, that's what started. They were talking. Wow. There's there is a noma, a nomophilia. No, it was nomophilia. Love of gnomes. Yeah, right. Uh, of, no, ophile. Yeah, nomophiles. There nomophiles. are nomophiles. There are nomophiles right. in, in 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 Great Britain. Maybe that could be my thing. Like you know how Ed Greenwood has his realms. I'll right. be like gnomes. 
Well, apparently there are people obsessed with them. Gnome deities, uh, gnome, a gnome world. Yes. The gnome realms. The gnome, the gnome <laughs> realms. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Like, it writes gnome, itself. No, no, it writes itself. Realms. I'm going to create a world. The right. gnome realms. The gnome realms. Uh, okay, so this is this is copyrighted. All right, don't steal this, anyone. No, I'm sure someone's done this, but I'm going to write it whatever down. Whatever's necessary. The you heard it here realms. first. The no- can, I'm sure if we gave it to Ed, he'd he'd have next week he'd have tomorrow. The first book done. Yeah, tomorrow. Actually, he's writing it right now. The gnome realms. I okay. love it. Okay. So yes, the unknown realms. Ah, that. The unknown realms. Oh, there'd be a war. Oh no, yeah. It's like you know, these are these are battling unknown regions, realms. right? Oh, this is the horrible. gnome realms and the unknown realms. For those who don't know, I dislike gnomes. You do not. I despise them. So uh, there you was. You mean like when you pretend you don't like that girl that you really like? No, you know I, I mean? dislike them. Oh, you really but, dislike but her. I, I, no. The only thing I'm like Sun Tzu: know thy enemy, know thyself, and victory shall follow. However, um, I did mention out there, uh, nomophiles. There's six. six uh, nomophiliacs, or no, nomo, uh, necrophiliac. Nomophiliac? <laughs> that's what you want. You have like sex with a dead gnome? <laughs> that's, now that's a good adventure. The gnome, or great band, yeah. the nomophiliacs. The nomophiliacs. <laughs> or could that be an undead gnome <laughs> for the fiend folio? <laughs> yeah, the, the eco- what's the ecology of the nomophiliac? Ecology of the nomophiliac. Yes, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> that should be a new segment. Ed Greenwood comes up. We just give him the name. He writes it <laughs> he up. He writes it then right there. He doesn't know who he's befriended. We just come up with some crazy things. Yeah, awesome. They Uh, seem so normal during the interview. uh, (laughs) That's what Ed would say. That's right. They seem like nice guys. He's like, this is insane. One day, I'm sure she's like, anyway. I like how people agree to come on our show and they've never seen it. You know, they you know, which is a good thing for us. They do. They take take a a chance. chance on me. Right. And that's why at least the first part we seem somewhat normal, and that's be like the things, the link we send to people, and right this. Where we're talking about pearls being passed, passed, right, and no, and having sex with dead gnomes. Relations. That's that's you. Relations. All right. Do we have another? Yes, heraldry? we do. We yes, do have another. Tom. Tom. I Tom love it. Let's so do it. Let's do this. All right. Let's get that over. Not get that over it, but have it done because yeah, he's well deserved. I love this part. Yeah, yeah, he's waiting. He is waiting. He's like, I need. I have chores to do. Twelve. I was kind of cocked. All right. It's 15, 14, 13. This is great. Guildmaster. Oh, the Guildmaster. So I wonder, is it, can we roll for its assassins or, or thieves? Oh, it could be Wizard's Guild. Oh, you're right. Guild. Oh, that's a Merchant's Guild. <laughs> would be really boring. All right, what's, okay, Artisans one's Guild. assassin, two's thieves, three's fighters, four's wizards, okay. five is merchants. Bard Guild? Is there a Bard Guild? No. Five. And is... six is, uh, is the uh, Cobbler's Guild. How about Guild? Limner Guild? Limner Guild. Okay. Four. Was that wizards? Yeah, it was. Or is that fighters? Wizards? No, we said thieves, assassins, <laughs> fighters, fighters, wizards. All right, so okay. he's in wizards guild. All right, the wizard, yeah, the guild master. Oh, yep, guild master. All right, we'll so put, now wiz- we'll put wizards in in uh, parentheses. Yeah. All right. Technically, it's magic users in first edition, but oh, you don't have to tell me that. But you can call it the. Does anyone call it the magic users guild? Don't they call it the wizards? No, I guild? call it magic users. Do you? Guild. Right. Yeah, because I'm that guy. Okay. Yeah, you are that guy. All right. It's a D third. One. Whoa. Sage. sage. This is perfect. Perfect. And this is very Elminster. The Guildmaster most yeah. sage or all sage or just sage? His. No, I just Guildmaster sage. Guildmaster sage. Yeah, we're going to have to see yes. how that goes. The Guildmaster sage. Yes. The Guildmaster sage. That's right. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Die, uh, thir- uh, die 30. Okay. 12. 15, 14, 13. Sublimity. 
what? How do you spell that? Well, you're sublime. S U B. I think L I M I. S U B L I M I T Y. Sublimity. What is? It? Are you gonna look that up? I'm gonna have to first I have to spell it right. That's a real word. Brian Bloom, curse you. <laughs> Brian Bloom and your damn thesaurus. Oh, it's a place in Oregon, by the way. Where? Oh, so he should, oh, it would be great is if he was from Sublimity. He should take Sublimity. When something is sublime, it transcends greatness. He is sublime. Okay. Oh, the Guildmaster. And that was a good band, too. Yes. They, they sublimity? Up, yeah, sublimity. Yeah, kind of a new sublime way. Sublime was good. Subli yeah, sublime. Sublimity. Yeah, but not as good as the, gnom the gnom nomophiliacs with uh, the pseudo-undead. Don't you think it would be great, though, if, if Tom sh should... I wonder if he should take Sublimity, Oregon, instead. Right. Maybe there's Sublimity in New York. I don't know. I'll have to look All right. Up. So the Guildmaster is Sublimity. Yeah, Sublimity. All right, so we are... Is that Don... Uh, uh, another... Right? Sublimity. Wait, where, where, where was... Yeah, yes, yeah, Die 15. Sub yeah. Eight. So that's four. Archduke. Ah, oh, another Archduke. That makes sense. I guess. Archduke, yep. All right. Now it's a... Oh, it's a... Uh, big, big 60, roll. yeah. Whoa. Two. Two. Distinguished. Distinguished. He's distinguished. He's very distinguished. Distinguished. Well, it's... Good. Well, I can't wait to hear distinguished murder. Does that mean you aged well? Yeah, I think so. When someone says you're distinguished, does yeah, that that's mean a, that's like a nice for old dude? for old, yes. I definitely <laughs> think that's euphemism for old. Fourteen. Champion of... Right? Yeah, champion. That is. That is. That's simple. Ch distinguished champion. That's good. Okay. Of the Hudson Valley, I think he put down. The Hudson Valley? Is he taking New York? Yes, he's taking New York. But he lives down... Wow. He's he's by proxy. He's, Whoa, this is I summer. didn't know you could do that. Well, I think so. Yeah, well, yeah, he's done it. He's done it. We've, we allow people by proxy. Okay, yeah. So... Um, I'm okay with that because we don't have a New York contingent, so he may be moving back far. Maybe that's You're right. Like, maybe he's that's the way he's telling us he's not going to play with us anymore. Hey, I'm out. I'm out. I'm moving. Well, this back. gives us the appearance that we're more popular in more places. All right. All right. Well, two. Tom D'Angelo, by the power vested in us as by us, the Grog Emperors, uh, we now bestow the following title: the, to Tom D'Angelo, the Guildmaster, Sage Sublimity. Archduke Distinguished Champion of Hudson Valley. Congratulations, Tom. Uh, another fine addition to the Grog Empire. We continue to grow. I thought for sure you were going to stop and make me say sublimity. I've, I figured this time I want to hear you Thank whine you. about it. Yeah. We got some alliteration. Sage Sublimity. He'll be, he's he's going to be I the think, sage. I think, or the, the Guildmaster guild Sage. Don't you yeah, think? The Guildmaster Sage is pretty awesome. It's like he's a rapper. I'm the right. Guildmaster Sage. You're going to start rapping that we're going <laughs> to once a month. I'm we're not. going to once a yeah, month right. then. So. All right. Well, very good. Uh, you know, we, we're doing okay on Patreon, and we don't have any iTunes reviews. So if you are so kind, our dear patrons, our dear friends, if you like what we're doing, please uh, go out, put an iTunes review. It's fun. Even if it's good or bad, we prefer good. Well, lying is okay. But mm -hmm. if, it's, if you don't feel that way and you need to say something else, that's fine as well. Um, we'd like that and, you know, obviously promote, share our YouTube and we're on iHeartRadio and all the iTunes and all that stuff. Great. All right. So now you're... It is time. It is, it is a new year. Random Encounters. We still have a reigning champ. The queen is still... Lady Medusa. Lady Medusa is still here doing her thing. So are we doing the Dorsa rule? I, yeah, so I guess we are. What is the door so rule? Is this one, one two, three, monster manual? No, this is the monster. We don't use the monster. Remember we? Oh, you know, I keep screwing that up. We yeah. We, we started with monster yes, manual too, assuming yes. this was the most. So for those, this is, you know, we have new people coming. We do random encounter. 
which is where we hopefully roll up a new monster to, to defeat and fight the uh, previous monster. We assumed we used the Monster Manual 2 because it was the latest Monster Manual and would have had uh, monsters from the previous works, but there was some contention. We've added the Dorso rule, the Scourge rule, to say one to three, it's Fiend Folio. You know, the book that Ed Greenwood basically poo-pooed, uh, yes. which is discounted, So, but we do have, we are an Anglophile, so uh, was that okay to say that? Or? Well, I'm an Anglophile. Right, okay. For so, D&D, well, oh yeah, so, so that was not, not, it was not your way of saying, let's talk more about the Fiend Folio debate? <laughs> That's okay. right, exactly, okay. exactly. Okay. All right. Oh, wait a minute, so now uh, Vic wants a new rule. I uh, like that. I like, you know, Dorso, he, the Scourge is a wise man. Okay. I like that rule. One, Vic Dorso is saying we should do one to two is Monster Man, or three to four is Monster Man, or two, five to six is Fiend Foley. Wait, shouldn't it be in the order they came out, though? Shouldn't it be one, two, Monster yeah. Manual, three, four, Fiend Folio, five, sure. six, mon- really, it should just be this. <laughs> well, the problem is then we have to go to the DMG to roll the random encounter because there is no random tables in this Monster Manual. Oh, there's no random, oh. It's random treasure. Oh. Determine the treasure. Dorso rule can't happen. All right. So you, you, the, I, I don't disagree no. with it. We'd have to use the DMG to figure it out, which is a problematic. No, let's not do that. Okay, that's we'll too do, complicated. So one to th- we'll stick with the original Dorso rule. One to three, Fiend Folio. Four to six, Monster okay. Manual. Fiend Folio. All right. There we go. Ed so. Greenwood is shaking his head somewhere. Ed, Ed Greenwood is going. I'm never getting those two and a half he, hours back. Of but my he, life. but he likes some. I, I think so. the Necrophidius. I know he likes. Um, all right, so let's do it. Let's find out where we are, right? Yep. Where is Lady Medusa? That's she's right. wandering. Three. She isn't, well, she's in a dungeon. Okay, so now we need to figure out dungeon level, I assume? Uh, yes, there's a lot of monster levels. There is... Should be ten. So there, some, is, there are ten. So something that has not changed in 2020, or 1980, yeah. is you, every week is like a new week. It makes... It's, it's, it's like Groundhog Day. It continually Day. makes it exciting. That's right. Everything's different. Four. Four. That could be somewhat of a challenge. Oh, okay, yeah. All right, let's do it. All right. Percentiles? Oh, well, I see a dragon subtable here. It is percentiles. 17. Character. (laughs) No, we're not doing a character. Character subtable. We're going to have a character be our random encounter? That's not really a monster. We're not going to learn anything, are we? We're not going to really learn anything. I think we should. this is a quandary because the dice this don't is not, this lie. Is not ha- this has not happened before. The dice don't lie. No, we should do it because we're not going to learn about a monster. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow, the re-roll. Right, 1980's starting bad already. We're fudging the, terrible we're year. fudging the rules. Oh. See? The dice are angry. 42, 42. Went 42? Gray ooze. Mm. Okay. I like gray ooze. I, never... ta- I like talking about gray ooze because um, the oozes always cause me some difficulty. And how to play them. Some of them shoot out at you, don't they? Right. The gray ooze is the one that's kind of like it's, well, it's packs got, at you. It's, got, it's, a, it's a nasty thing. They're very nasty. So we are on page 49. Page 49. Of the Monster Manual. That's a great I like the gray ooze picture. I don't know why I like it, but I do like it. So the gray ooze. Don't look at frequency. You already did, didn't you? What yeah. is it? Uh, I think it said rare, but I'm not it sure. It is rare. Now, this is interesting. One to three, you can like it. One to three appearing. Well, did you know that? that? So you can have several. Well, what's also interesting is, is it has psionic ability, too. Oh, boy. Oh, but, boy. But fortunately, it, as we learned when we did our thing, is that uh, uh, it does not have, um, it does not have attack against psionic creatures. So fortunately, we, Lady Medusa doesn't have psionics. But can it use the uh, psychic? Uh, it does. It the psychic? So oh. its attack mode is only E. 
Oh, that's not Psychic Crush or Blast? Or what, what is, what psychic, is the one? A Psychic Blast A is, oh. is, is the one that affects non-science. Oh, so I've learned something. So not everyone has. I mean, I, Correct. again, if I, I probably if I listened to our podcast again, I would know this. Well, not all creatures have it, but yes. Ah, but all player characters I, Well, I think you can pick it. Now, again, if I have to re-listen to our podcast. <laughs> uh, I think you I think you get it. Uh, if you have an attack mode, that's one of them you get. I'm 99% positive. The, but the other issue is if you don't have enough strength points to... And by the way, we did do a podcast called Sonics. Right. If you, have, you have to have at least 100 attack points in order to... To use psychic blast. Okay, and what I love is on the other page, in true monster manual fashion, we got people getting crushed. We got the iron golem is squeezing the poor right. guy, right, that life out of them. And on the bottom left, you got the flesh golem is sort of whacking somebody on the back. I don't right, know it's that instructional. Is. And the Gorgon, I believe, Ed Greenwood did the ecology of the Gorgon. I was okay. going to ask him. We didn't have time. I was going to ask him what would happen if you pull a Gorgon's tail. Well, he's on Twitter. You could just. What happens if I pull the Gorgon's tail? That's right. Um, okay. Which, by the way, is a great bar. That should be in the Forgotten Realm. It is. I thought, well, it's, isn't it going to be in our town? That's right. The, the Gorgon's, Gorgon's tail. tail. I love it. So, Grey Ooze is a slimy horror mm-hmm. which inhabits subterranean places. It closely resembles wet stone or sedimentary cave formations. This creature corrodes metal. So, let's just start talking about So, it doesn't have like a surprise uh, listing here, right? Because nope. a lot of times it'll say, well, it's a prize one out of four. But so. Uh, but you could argue that. Yeah, how do you play that? So. Well, d- I think if it's, people- if it's in its ecology and, and if it's in an area that it wouldn't be seen, like if. So we, there is a famous. I'm already setting up the Medusa. And you realize this is a setup. Right. You're falling for it, but go well, ahead. Well, that's yes? okay. In, in uh, L1, I believe, in the. Uh, Keep the fallen keep. There is a gray ooze, and you have to climb into a certain place to get to it. So again, if you're crawling someplace, I would give it an oh. advanced surprise. That'd be terrible. So you know, a lot of times, you're like, oh man, I stacked in dog poop, whatever, right? right? You know, this is like you reach out your hand, and you're touching. Yeah, there's like a wait. What happened? If I recall, there is a staff in L1 that you see in the far end of the cat in the cave, and you walk, have to crawl in to get it. And of course, the gray ooze oh, falls on top. This is great. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. Okay. So this creature corrodes metal. Well, that's not going to help me with Medusa. No. Shame ale's eaten through a single round. As acids do no harm to stone or wood, which makes sense. Spells do not harm this creature. It's impervious to heat or cold. Lightning, however, causes full damage. So one of the things that's already been brought up by the Scourge is that he, it has no eyes. Oh, that's true. That's a little problem for your little friend, or my little friend. Your little friend. Aren't Don, Don, I the challenger? Yes, you are the challenger. You're right. And so now it's, it, it strikes like a snake. Yep. So what is its, what is its range? I mean, I guess it's got to be, with, what, the old within 10 feet? Yes. Right? So you got to be within 10 feet. So what happens typically the gray use is you're walking along, mm-hmm. and if you don't notice it, how would you play? It could just strike at you. Exactly. Right? And do a tremendous amount of damage. And it corrodes, so you use weapons against it, and they do normal damage, but it corrodes, so, you, so your weapons are going to be... So Destroyed. This yep. is tough for the DM, isn't it, though? they got to go to Black Pudding, yep. and they got to figure out the corrosion rules. Yeah, that's the problem. What are the corrosion rules? Well, it corrodes metal at the same rate, which, and it says, it gives an example. It oh. says IE. Well, what's the difference between IE and EG again? EG is a specific example. IE is all... E.G. is for is an example. Right. I.E. is meaning meaning this, not an right. example. Okay, so right. so chainmail is eaten through in a single melee round. 
So that's how you, that's giving you an idea. So acids do no harm to stone and cold. Spells do not harm this creature and is impervious to heat and cold. Lightning does full damage, as do blows from weapons. However, they may break if the weapon may corrode and break. So there you go. Large specimens are big if they have a lot of hit points. And if exceptionally large individual intelligence of a sword is well developed, furthermore, these exceptional individuals have a latent psionic ability. And if psionic powers are used within 60 feet of them, they will prepare a psychic crush of from 121 to 121 points of attack points and direct it at any individual within range. There you go. Wait, so these, in exceptionally large individuals' intelligence of a sort as well, yeah. so only the large ones have the large specimens are the ones that's that have psionics? That's what it's saying, yeah. Okay, so if you just run into your typical, because it has animal intelligence. Right. So your typical one just has animal intelligence, just moves around very slowly through. So this, basically, this monster is basically just designed to be a pain. Yes. In your body. Well, right. all the slimes and oozes and puddings are, are nightmares. They are, I mean, the fact they have two right next to each other, you know, the green slime is infamous. I mean, there's really literally nothing more, it, it, you know, right. depending on how you rule it, if you're, you know, they typically drop down on people and you, they either could kill the character instantly or, or damage them. It's just a ha-ha creatures, which right. makes them awesome. All right, so are we ready to rock this? So... You're so you're walk, you're so you're walking in. You're Medusa, Lady Medusa. Yeah, you're in a dungeon. I'm, well, well, remember where we where I Lady Medusa had gone up to the North Pole, uh, killed the Frost Man. Do you know one of in Ed Greenwood's article in Dragon? Mm-hmm. One of the entries he complains about the Frost, Frost Man. Are well, they human? Are they not human? Right. He complained about the Frost Man. Yeah, well, it makes sense. It's perfectly legitimate. So uh, I, I I can't I disagree with that. Okay. So, all right, so uh, I guess we're just, we're, we're going to well, roll like good. a normal surprise, right? Because I guess the Grey Ooze could certainly be surprised too, right? I mean, what's stepping on me? Or something uh, like that, right, right? exactly. Okay, so we're both rolling for surprise. Hold on, I got to tell, tell Menu we'll still be on. We'll still be on when you wake up. When you, <laughs> when you... And if anyone's still out there, I'd be interested to know what the betting line is. Like, what are people feeling? Right. So Medusa, so, yeah, the eyes are not working. Right. Wait, can you, can but you I, poison a gray ooze? I'm going to say you can. Why not? Why not? Right. Okay, it doesn't say you can't. Do, do, you, do we think he, we can pour, so poison the, a, a gray ooze? What but this is think? interesting. Do you need to stick your head down at me? Well, again, you're coming up and striking like snakes, so perhaps I'm striking. Oh, so it's like as I come snake up, on this snake, snake I gotcha. Yeah, that's interesting, right? Yeah, it snake on snake. Of, yeah, okay. All, All right. right, so we're rolling for surprise? Uh, yeah. So, All right. Two. Oh, no, that's terrible. One. Oh, so I'm surprised for You're one. You're surprised rank. for one segment. All right. So, well, we have to figure out distance, so it doesn't matter. Oh, Maybe. that's right. Yeah. I sense you coming. Yeah, you sense the disturbance in the force. So I'm I'm sixty feet away. Oh, so it doesn't matter. So well, I try to gaze at you, and it doesn't right. work. So right. now I'm. We're, Look I'm, at me, Grey Ooze. I'm moving. I'm moving the clothes. Okay. All so right. that's so now it's initiative. Now it's initiative. All right. So what are you, you going to declare action? What are you going to oh, do? Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm striking like a snake. Because uh, you didn't detect me using psionic ability. So okay, roll your initiative. What's my uh, two to sixteen? Yeah. Oh, how massive. many hit points do you have? I have twenty-one. We kept oh, wow. track of that. This is great. A one. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. Oh, that's wonderful. Five. So I'm going to attack. Okay, go for it. I'm six hit dice. What's your armor class? AC8. Do you want me to roll my hit points? You don't need to. You may be dead right now. Oh, because of poison. Seven. I, What's oh, AC8? AC8, though. That's pretty How bad. How many hit dice does somebody say? Six. Oh, that's not good. Six. Oh, I'm thinking of hey, names for And we're flipping. Uzi. <laughs> right? Gat. Gruzy. Gruzy. Yeah. 
Crazy. And we're flipping, and we're flipping, and we're flipping. Six hit dice, AC eight? Yes. I need a five. Oh, man. How about that? So here, now you can roll your hit points, because I just did one to no, four. No, no, see, here's it. Oh, I guess, so I guess, is this the way it went down? Is I three. went I went to strike you, yep. and and you came out? All I right. did three hit points to you. How many? Now roll right, your save or die. All right. Uh oh. Could it already be over? Could have already been over. Could it already be over? I don't know. This is like, you know, playing an easy team. <laughs> it's like playing one of the. It's like playing Wake Forest. Or right? Whatever. Yeah, the schedule's easy. It's your homecoming game. <laughs> what's your. Uh, what's poison? Poison. Three, three plus three. Uh, you needed a 13. I'm dead? That's it. Uh, first round TK. I didn't even get it. It was the first punch. Don't call it a comeback. It. That's it. <laughs> wow. You took three hit points and, and dead. So. And she almost, Lady Medusa almost lost last time, right? Because of, didn't Lady Medusa almost lose last time? Yes. She to got the Frostman. By, by the Frostman. It was very close. Right. The, the, uh, only the gays got it after a while. That's the thing. And, you know, not having a good armor class is terrible. Oh, boy. All right. Yeah. All right. That was it. Medusa, this is, she's awesome. Is she 4 0? She's like 5 and 0. Oh, wow. Just, she may even be 6 and 0. She's killed the Frostman, the Grey Ooze. Did she kill Squid? No. No. She's killed everyone. The Squid Guy. Uh, I'd have to look through my <laughs> notes. The Squid Guy. The, the, the Scorpion, whatever it was. Okay. All yeah. right. So, all right. So, there it is. That was fast. That was fast. Yeah. That's, well, that's what we like to do. Uh, he, let's see. I'm going to go yeah. back because you need to know. Oh, the Periton, no. How far back does she go? Long live the queen. Hi, Robert. Uh, Long live the queen. Oh, uh, there's Lamia Noble. I think she fought the Lamia Noble, didn't she? No. Yeah, Lamia Noble. Yeah, Medusa. She fought the Lamia Noble and won. That was episode 40. Then 41. Uh, I forgot what she fought, but she won again. Okay. 42. So she's been doing this oops, for, since, since 39. Wow. Since 40. I'm sorry, 40. Okay. <clears throat> so 40, 41, 42, 43, 44, 45, six? Six weeks. Wow. Who is going to take down Lady Medusa? Nobody. Wow. Nobody. So. No, no, no. No, no. Even Rome. Even Rome. Yeah, well, we didn't wow. think the dragon would fall. Well, that's right. And. Uh, uh, what's. Uh, uh, Scarlet Rose. Scarlet Rose. We mm -hmm. did not think that was going to Scorpion. So, spell selection. All right, let's do it. We're kind of doing the speed round here, because... Well, that... No, but it was... Yeah, but it, it, it just it actually, happened to it be a speed worked, round. It actually worked out. Okay. I, I'm, even though these chairs are, are wonderful, thanks to our patrons, it is taking a while. 41. 41. Magic user. All right. I'll see if it's illusionist. It is magic user. Roll to All right. 10. All right. Which one? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> There's so many dice. Four. Level four spell. That's right. Okay. And rolled... Uh, D12 and a D6. D12 and a D6, okay. Or you can roll a D8 and, and no, I'm just kidding. Don't no, confuse me. So what is that, That's 17? 17. Plant growth. The spell <laughs> is plant growth. This podcast, <laughs> after, 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 the, after Ed Greenwood, this podcast has gone downhill, hasn't it? Yes. I mean, it, that was the highlight, and now it's like plant well, growth. And that's why you have, you, you put your best on, because who knows what's You do, you start, don't bury the lead. Right, and in fact, it's, people are dropping like flies. Because if we had started with plant growth, they never would have gotten <laughs> to the Ed Greenwood interview. That's right. Okay. No, where's Jeannie? She's, Where, she's where's on. the Empress Triangle? She's on, she's on. Her most worshipful druid. She, you changed her name, by the way. Empress Strangler. Loves plant growth. 
Yeah. I'm sure. Same as a third level druid spell. All right. And and as Robert has said, he's never cast it, never cast a game in 45 years. I agree. I don't think I've ever seen it. Though it's mentioned so why in is modules. This different than entanglement is the question. Right. Right? That's a good question. You look that up, I'm gonna look up uh well, by the way, good news, you can't figure it out. You have to go to the third level spell, Drew. I know, right? I got, I'm so we've got to see what the difference Plant is. Plant growth. All right, let, yeah. let's see what the difference is. All right, well, so it's a higher level magic user, of course. Yeah, which Oh, makes the sense. range is different. Now, this is interesting. The druid range is 16 inches, which is, is, is what, 16? Yeah, uh, and the range here is up. So that 16 is equivalent to a 16th level magic user. Makes sense. And 16 inches is 160 feet. Yes. So that's pretty good range, but, right. but for the magic users, based on level. What, and you'd have oh, to be so s- it's low. Oh. Would have, well, the, you'd, be, you'd be seventh level. Oh, it's a fourth true. level spell, so you'd be 70. So I get to be seventh level magic user. I'm all excited. I, I get plant growth? Right. Okay. You'd be, you'd be, then you know your master hates you. But the range isn't terrible. The area of effect is smaller. It is. It's one inch by one well, inch. Well, for the druid, it's bigger. That's right. For the druid, it's bigger. Yes. And because we're on, we're a magic user. And what's interesting about it is there's a material component for the druid, I assume. That's right. mistletoe. Yeah. But there is no material component for the magic well, I'll user look that spell. Up while you're doing that. And it is a longer, it is a, no, this is interesting. It's a shorter casting time for the magic user. Right. <clears throat> I guess because it's wimpier. Uh, it doesn't say the spell component, so I'm assuming it is the holy symbol. Yep. Uh, you mean, the, yeah, the mistletoe. Right. Right. Um, it's interesting, quicker for yes. the magic user. Four, four, four segments. Poor plant doesn't get a saving throw. No. Okay. You look that up. When a plant grows spell is cast by the druid, I'm going to replace it with the magic user. He or she causes normal vegetation to grow, entwine, and entangle to form a thicket or jungle which creatures must hack or force a way through at a movement rate of one inches per or two inches per with respect to larger-than-man-sized creatures. Note that the area must have brush and trees in it in order to allow this spell to go into effect. Briars, bushes, creepers... What is... Lianas? L-I-A-N-A-S. Yeah, lianas? Lianas, roots, saplings... Thistles. Thistles, I'm tiring out. Thorn, trees, vines, and weeds. Wow. Become so thick and overgrown in the area effect as to form a barrier. The area effect is two inches by two inches square per level of experience of the druid. We know that's not what it is for uh, the magic user. It's one inches by one inch. Um, in any square or rectangular shape that a druid decides upon at the time of the spell casting, thus an eighth level druid can affect a maximum area of 16 by 16 square, blah, blah, blah. The spell's effects persist in the area until it is cleared by labor fire such as uh, magical means, such as a dispel magic spell. So, all right. So, how is this different than an entangle? Well, entangle binds specifically. It, right. it, it grows up in the area of effect and roots people down, no pun intended. Right, right, right. So, you're, you're using it on a, on a creature. Right, or yeah, in the area of effect creatures. By means of the spell, the druid is able to cast cause plants in the area to entangle creatures within the area. The grasses, weeds, bushes, even... Trees warp, twist, and entwine about creatures. Let's hold them fast. And if the creature in the area makes the same throw, their effect is they move 50%. Well, here, there is no saving throw. It's just a thick, it's my lawn, it's my yard outside. It's just, you have to hack your way through it to, to get through so it. So you need it, but you need it to close a space. 
I mean, it can't just be right. like outside and you walk around it, right? So it needs to be... Well, it's like a forest or whatever. Or you, you could argue that, you know, if it was bushes, uh, you're in a field, like a hedgerow, you could cause them to have to go around it. Okay. I guess. <laughs> or you could have your treant that you summoned and have him grow and become a guardian of the wall there, like a, a entrance. That oh. Would, oh, yeah. wait a second. Well, that's interesting. Wait, the treant grow and twine or tangle. Right. Remember, didn't we read one of them that does a treant? What grow. was that? Uh, oh, that was, a, that was the staff that we had in, in the Staff of the Woodlands. You can summon a treant. Uh, that was in Vic's game when he ran. That's why I remember that. You could summon a treant once uh, for a char- two charges. Yeah, but this is different, right? This is just, this is causing stuff. It's interesting. It causes, no, normal vegetation. Ah, that's too bad. Right? Because I think it's not meant to, it's not like you meant like you get an even bigger Shambling mounds, right? That would be amazing. Right? No, I don't yeah, think so. Normal. I think it's You're just right. kind of You're boring. Right. It's normal. Yeah. Like, Rob, like, meh. Like like our dear friend, and I'm, I make sure I have to use his appropriate title, the Chamberlain, his most ever incomparable honorable prince, the astounding immolator of Brandywine, has stated, he's never seen a cast, and neither have I. He's still awake? Rob Ritchie? Oh, Rob Ritchie. Oh, I had the wrong Chamberlain. That's right. Sorry. When I say Chamberlain, you're never sure I'm very confused. Yeah, because, you know, our, our Chamberlain down in Australia. The first Chamberlain. He would probably know. He'd be like, right. oh, well, this is what you do. Right. You can you can well, use it to do he, this or that. Yeah, it's Jack, like Vic says, it's a Jack and the Beanstalk. Nah, it's all right. Yeah, I'm very disappointed. Yeah, this yeah. podcast stinks. <laughs> it's gone downhill. I told you we should have <laughs> we should have took the bathroom break and not come. How long would you think people would have waited? Yeah, right. <laughs> Just, like, man, those guys are in there a long time. Are they coming back? Did they, they go get lunch us. or something? Oh crap! No, we yeah. we wouldn't do that. Okay, but uh, it wasn't that big a deal. Okay, it wasn't super. That wasn't super exciting. Okay. I, I Do you think should we call Ed Greenwood back? Yeah, is he available? He said he had. To, he said he's available. He to said any time. <laughs> yeah, I think he's available to uh, to lunch. To um... all right, what's our next segment? What is our next segment? Our next segment is the word of recall. Because we really, this is what we're supposed to. We still have fourteen other things we have to do. But That's it is, right. It is the word of recall. So. Okay. Uh, what is our word of recall? It's just the Dragon Magazine. That's it. That's right. It. So, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about January nineteen eighty Dragon Magazine. Yeah. Oh, not that. Not that one. Um, and maybe we could just talk about some of the articles that we liked. Um, I can tell you the standout article for me from Dragon Magazine. Uh, I liked the I liked the uh, Sorcerer Scroll article by Gary Gygax. He writes yep. an article talking about magic. And the Vancean system, he why he chose it. it. He defends it, and, and I like the Vancean system. And adding the spell components and the somatic requirements. Um, and uh, I thought, that for me, that was, that was a standout article. I, so this is Dragon Magazine number 33, January 1980, so 40 years ago. I thought this, I thought this issue was okay. It, it, it wasn't amazing to me. So what's interesting, and, and Menyon's not on, and he had some, you know, we, there was a spirited discussion when I presented this on Twitter that we were going to you know, make this 1980 and relive White right. Dwarf. So this is the first, uh, our new format is twice a month. We're going to meet, talk about uh, the Dragon Magazine that came out for the month in 1980, and then the second one will be White Dwarf. We're going to kind of review it with and see if it still holds the magic. There was a spirited discussion back and forth about you know, the relevancy of magazines. Are they even mm-hmm. counting more? Is there anything valuable to it? 
Um, are we relics? Yeah, are we relics? Yeah, and that's why we. I wish. That's right. Well, I'd love to roll. I'm a rusty a dagger. Uh, you know, rusty dagger. Re ter that's a terrible relic. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a relic. Be the hand of Vecna. Or no, something. no, no. Um, and you know, would there be? Is this just a nostalgic trip, or is there value in? in yes, that? both. And I think there's. I think there's both. Right. Um, because you know, I. I, I in relate, I haven't read a Dragon magazine and probably I have a bunch of them, but right. I haven't read one in probably 20 years. So um, preparing for this, I did find uh, a lot of things that were interesting. I now, in the context of what was happening in 1979 and 1980, that the they announced that TSR is going to distribute White Dwarf, which, as we've talked about, I did never saw a White Dwarf until... A couple of years ago. They were hard to come by, and that's one of the things that we didn't get a chance to ask Ed about, because Ed writes a letter, right? One of Ed's letters right. is published here. Not only he was complaining about, about the misspellings, which, which there were a lot of, and, and, and I give TSR points for publishing that letter, right? So here's Ed Greenwood, who had already been published. He'd had his two monsters, so they knew Ed. But uh, they publish that, and they, they talk about, yeah, we, we have uh, typos because, you know, we're, we're working fast. But he does ask about White Dwarf. Can he get a subscription to TSR? And they say, no, you'll have to get it directly from White Dwarf. Uh, but it just goes to show that it was difficult to, for a lot of us to get White Dwarf back in the day. Yeah, so it's just fascinating to see on page three the person we just talked to who is, you know, probably one of the pillars of the game that we've played and, and formulated so much of it. Here he is, you know, as a, what, 20-year-old at this point. Yeah, because he was, oh, I can know, yeah. Yeah, he's basically 20, 20 He was 21. born July 21, 1959. Right, so he's uh, close to 2021. Um, and he, you know, talks about distributing. He, he also wanted something that was, what I thought was great. Also, are life subscriptions to the Dragon yes. Magazine available? That's a great question. And they said, sadly, no. Because I would a, say, what would happen now? Cause, that'd be great, because that's a gamble. Because let's say, right. they, you know, because they're, they're predicting how long it's going to go. And whose life? That, well, that, uh, well, that's a good point. Right. That's right. Because if, if it was the Gary Gagas, it would end in right. 2009. If it was your life, they may kill you off just to get out of it. So. And what I, what I thought was great, too, is the next letter, the here's Gary, I thought was very interesting. Like somebody yeah. says, we, we don't know what Gary Gygax looks like. And I think that was very typical of yeah. that era, right? I mean, I remember he was, he was a name on these books. Right. I had never seen him. I didn't know what he looked like. Right. And it's, it's not like the days of the Instagram, where every, everyone is so ever popular. Yeah, ever you just present. Google Gary right. Guy, you get his picture. And what was great about it is, so they, they publish a picture. Were they, were, were they intending to be funny? Because it's a very dark yeah, picture. You can, you can barely see, see him. It. Yeah. Uh, do you think they were intentionally trying to be funny? Uh, either that or the scan is not that good. You know, we will try to buy this magazine, but it's, it's, yeah. it's not cheap. Okay, well, so let, 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 let's keep, you want to keep rolling through the magazine? Yeah, we will. Uh, but also they published, you know, I guess this was a requirement to publish their subscription count, and you can barely read that they had about 18,000 subscriptions roughly at that time. That's because 1980, so I looked up in the of Dyson Men, right, a very good book on the history of yep. D&D, &D, and, and January 1980, the game is starting to explode. You know, in this Dragon magazine, I believe there was a reference to Gary Gygax had been on Tom Snyder's show. Remember Tom Snyder? Oh, yeah. What was it, the Tomorrow Show? Yeah, yeah. there's a reference to the song, Tom Snyder's show in November. November. Um, and, um, you know, apparently no footage, as the last time I looked for that, no footage has been found of that, but they have a transcript of it, of Gary Gygax appearing on Tom Snyder's show. So, you know, if, if Gary Gygax is appearing on Tom, Tom Snyder's show, you know it's exploding, the game at this point. It's really starting uh, to blow up. Um, and it's a fun transcript, because... 
Tom Snyder asks him to run a little adventure. And Guy Gax is sort of, you know, fumbling around on the spot trying to, to decide, well, what, what's the adventure going to be like? And, you know, he, Tom Snyder comes upon a door and, you know. Uh, but, oh, I thought, really? yeah, but I thought that was very interesting. Huh. And he talked about divine right here, uh, Ed, as well. So it, that was very good. Which is, yes. And, and, and he's right. And he, uh, when I'd said his first article, I was thinking his first article related to D&D. Apparently, Divine Right, very, I guess, a popular game at the time, had just been yeah. released. And they talk about miniatures, and so... I skipped that article, because I'm not into yeah. painting miniatures. But it was interesting. Then there's The Eyes of Mavis Duval. It I sounds ne- like a story. I never, I never read the stories. I never read the stories. No. So I skipped this, too. I never read any... But you know what's interesting is, is there was Faffer and Greymaster stuff was printed in Dragon Magazine, too. I did so not know some, that. Yeah, some of the fiction was... I mean, I'm not saying that wasn't good fiction, but uh, some of it was by very famous authors. I don't know why, it, and it doesn't, you know. And this is the same thing with the books. Uh, you know, I've read The Hobbit, but it was. It's not like I jumped up and down and read. Uh, I reread it last right. year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll reread Elminster, but I'm not a. That's probably why I'm not a good writer because you talk to Ed and. He not only wrote, but he was a, a avarice reader. He read all the books in his dad's study. Right. It didn't matter what the topic was, apparently. He's a huge reader. He's six years old, or five or six years old, and he's reading Fafford and Greymaster. Right. It's ridiculous. Exactly. Well, one thing we did miss here, because there was the editor's notes, I think we skipped over it real quick, was, uh, was that here? Yeah. Uh, we, we learned something interesting. And in a homage to White Dwarf, uh, excuse me, to Dragon, apparently the food of choice is the following. Oh, yes, which is now stale. Which is good, which is stale, but we're getting hungry. It's 11.30. I am hungry, right? What, what, the drink of choice was Pepsi at, at, Tia, at Dragon Magazine, That's right. right? That's right. So and they'd eat it with peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So Tim Cass says uh, they would read letters from the editor. And... Yes. And other times, though, we would read a sincere one and discuss over peanut butter and jelly sandwiches washed down with Pepsi, the drink of choice. So as we do the letters, right? we should have got a Pepsi. I, I looked for died. a can. I, I could not find I a died. can. Well, you're, to find? That, well, you're going to get more calories from that, which is fine. So in tradition of, of 1980 and what we do on Grokka, we always eat and drink on here. Yes. So, and we have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Which is literally stale. You're right. Yeah, it's kind of. I'm drinking Pepsi. I not bad. Wow. Okay. I know you people, this is compelling stuff. Mm-hmm. This was your idea, by the way. How would you rate that sandwich? You did a nice job. Mm. What you have to do is... It's very uh, paternal, like a, you know, like a parent made it. So well, what good. you do is you wipe the peanut butter. You know how you, you do the peanut butter first, mm-hmm. and then you wipe it off on the other side of the bread. That's what I My do. friend James O'Leary taught me that. And so, all right. So, yeah. To, I feel like we're in, the, we're in Lake Geneva now mm-hmm. at the old TSR studios. In a cold... Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, freezing. Right. And they talk about the magazine is going to get bigger. And one thing they did mention, see why I'm with truly with my people. Thank you, John. They're mentioned that they're expanding <laughs> the magazine. It's going to cost more. And, of course, people, they're already anticipating complaining. But one thing they mention is that future art, in the future, issues containing games or modules will have an additional special charge. Did that ever happen? Oh, I don't remember. I don't know. I mean, Citadel by the Sea, I remember what didn't cost more than, which was issue 78, which, by the way, Steve Earing, one of our patrons, has received it. I sent it to him. Mm. And so he has it. Uh, so congratulations. I don't remember you having to pay more no, for new modules. So I think they must have poo-pooed that after a while. And so Tim Kask is our editor still yep. at this time. Yep, yep. So then uh, let's talk about painting. The, like I said, the article. The story. Yeah. 
More I think that's a continuation pain. of painting, isn't it? So here's the new thing. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> so, as you know, if you've watched us play, which again, I don't recommend. Well, I do recommend. I think it's fun, but Dan always is embarrassed by our real-time play. Um, if the dungeon master is not sure how the NPC, the non-player character, is going to react to the actions of the player, we roll in the reaction table. It's a percentile dice, and right. of course one of the items is instant attack, which right. is what we always assume is going to happen. <laughs> so a H.R. Lovins, is that, is that really his name? Well, I don't know. We'll try to look for him and get him on. Which championship game? You mean you're talking about, so the Scourge is 20 minutes. We've got four or five hours still. What championship game? I don't think that starts till 3 o'clock. Oh, football? Oh, it must, be, it must be North Dakota. Is North Dakota playing? No. Oh, no. No, it's probably NFL football. No, that's at 3 o'clock. Oh, okay. I don't think so. I think North Dakota's playing. This, if he's talking about a championship Oh, game. North Dakota State? Yes. Go Bison. The Bisons. Oh, I love them. I think. Uh, okay. Okay. The, I understand. You know, what's good is we'll be on. You, probably the game will be over and you can come back. So this is right. The so, FCS champions. All right, go go Bisons. So this author is upset. Well, not actually upset, not the right word, but but doesn't like the fact that when you come upon these NPCs, yeah. a lot of times they'll just ignore you. Whatever wanted some sort of mechanism, if I recall correctly, to whether or not the NPCs would interact with you or not. Right. As Either opposed to the random. Or, right. And so you would roll, and so you would roll, basically like a charisma score for them. Right, yeah, you'd roll. They'd have, what's it called, the C... What, wait, C-U- C-A-U, the caution rating. Right, and if you roll below the caution rating, then... Um, I'm sorry, above the caution rating, they would interact with you. If they rolled equal or lower than, I think, the caution rating, they would blow you off and just leave. Wait, that's not a terrible idea. I mean, so you're the DM, and they say, oh, I want to talk to this guy. You know, okay, that's not... I, I thought it was not a bad idea. Um, I don't know that I'm going to use it. Right. I, I, I think it's a lot more work than necessary. Right. We already have the mechanic which says, I guess for me, when I'm DMing, the rule should be... Uh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, we were just being friendly to Vic. I apologize. So we'll, we'll, we'll cut that out of the podcast. People are complaining that we talked about sports. It's, um, we, we have our stick-to-the-issues crowd here. This right. Time. Don't, don't derivate into things. I, I agree. I, and I, I you do know have the to secret, agree. The secret to success is... We stick to one thing. One thing. That's right. Just one thing. Uh, so. What were we talking about? <laughs> we, were, we were talking about this caution thing and the way we deal with NPC encounters. Yes. I think there's value into keeping it simple. Yeah. And the way you keep it simple is it should be player driven. The charisma is the reaction adjustment. <clears throat> you use that to roll things. If it's a completely random uh, encounter with the town guard or something that yeah. you haven't planned, then that seems fine. Why are you going to roll another stat for them to deal with? Yeah, everyone need, then everyone need, all your, either rolling it immediately there or you're rolling them on advance. So, yeah, I get it. Okay. So, yeah, so I was kind of meh on that one. I thought it was okay. I, I sort of liked it. I, I didn't dislike it. Yeah, it's, it, it's interesting in the fact that there must have been, I always look at what was, the, what was causing this issue. Well, right, so at the beginning, he seemed right bothered by the fact, right. I guess, that they'd come up upon NPCs. The leader they discovered was this duke, right? They're, they're running, they, they want to go into this alley to get away from this procession, but there's a bunch of people already there. I, I, I struggled with the beginning. I don't yeah. think that the beginning was written as well as I would have liked. I was kind of confused as to what was happening, as, as to what was going on. They, later, they discovered the duke's a Christmas 17. What a pity we could have won him over. 
And then I think then they do try to win him over, but so I think it was just this ongoing frustration in games that NPCs wouldn't necessarily interact with them. I, I think the simplest way is um, you, if you're trying to initiate a conversation, you use the players, the one who's talking, their charisma role, and you adjust accordingly. And, and if, it's, if, it's a, if it's a known NPC, you should have written out what their right. personality right. is. It shouldn't be a... a, a, shouldn't be a uh, it should be adjusted towards that. So in other words, you're not selecting this for the best of dragon. No. I got it. Okay, so that, then we should move on. That's right. Speaking of the best of dragon, well, I don't know if it made the best of dragon. So, that's right. There is an years. article by Gary Gygax to talk about how the magic system works, which, again, you heard Ed in our conversation talking. It's Vancing Magic from Vance, Undying Earth, the idea of the magic user kind of does a uh, exam cram of right. spell study, and then when they when they cast a spell, they, lo- they lose all ability to remember it and have to redo it over and over again. And I think what's interesting is he talked about how he also then added to the Vancing system, right, with the spell components yep. and the somatic requirements. You know, I liked this article because, you know, uh, this is obviously old news, literally, to, to people who play. But I, what I thought was nice about it is it was just sort of a primer on the magic system. So if, if you haven't played a magic user before, you're coming back to the game. I think reading this is nice. Um, and I think it's sort of, it, it takes magic users seriously. Yeah. You know, kind of like what Ed was talking about with magic. You know, that it's not just, oh, here's my spell, I cast it, what happens? But I sort of, it adds sort of some richness to it that, oh, wow, it takes a long time to memorize these and what's happening when you cast a spell. So... Um, I didn't know that I learned a lot new, but I did like that article. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, we kind of hand wave it, and a lot of times we forget some of the genesis of it. It's nice to know that that's, that's available. Uh, then they talked about converting the new game into old Lank, Lankmar, which, again, I don't really remember any of this. There's so. a, this is an old Lankmar game, right? I think this yeah. was, uh, so no, I did not play this. So if it didn't pertain to first edition d and I didn't really care. Yeah, and so, um, yeah, so I, I, I didn't spend any time on the Lankmar. Now, one thing that I did forget on the letters was there was discussion about the gas shortage. That, again, yes. was, and what's, you know, what's past this prologue, what was happening 40 years ago uh, that's happened just this week, right? We yeah. had the U.S. being an embassy being uh, uh, taken over or attacked and bombing in Iran, and what? It's been forty years, and the same things yeah. are happening. Yeah. So, yeah, Jimmy Carter. Probably. That's right. At, at that time, so um, just interesting how old is new. So I didn't read that as well. It's like no, I didn't care, and that's I'm sorry. That's if, see if a judges like, guild advertisement, which I think was cool. Oh, that's right, judges guild. And somewhere, I don't think we passed it yet, but there's going to be an, an adventures and fantasy advertisement. See if we get to. I'll talk about it when we get to it. Okay. I don't think we're there yet. Yeah, we're only on page 15 of a 70 page thing, so this this is only going to take a while. So uh, then uh, Len does a lot of spell explanation. Yeah, Len Lakafka, right? So it, what was interesting about it is, so I did a little bit of research on Len Lakafka, who's of course still very uh, active. active. Yeah. And, um, and Bone Hill, a big Assassin's Knot. These are great. Uh, his the Len of Islands uh, is a great setting. And apparently, you know, Len Leonora Islands. Yep. And, and and he reviewed and was there for all the first edition books, and obviously had strong opinions on a lot of the spells. And so he writes up some of his thoughts on some of the spells, and uh, how he thinks they should work. Um, should they be somewhat different? Um, and and what I thought was interesting. Are you gonna eat that? I am going to eat that, actually. This is mine. PBJ. Because <laughs> I'm starving. 
<laughs> you shot me. <laughs> so um, you should have made a sandwich of that fine. That's right. Break is what I thought was very interesting is the the debate on magic missiles. Did you read magic yes. missiles? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So he and Gary Gygax had a debate about magic missiles, and I know that in certainly in Holmes Basic, and I guess this came from OD and D, whereas it used to be a to hit on magic missiles. Interesting. Is magic missiles too strong, right? And Len thought, yes, they were too, you know, the the first edition, it was too strong. The automatic hit right. made it too powerful. No saving throw, automatic hit. Gary said, you know, what's just interesting is because Gary gets a lot of grief about being anti-magic user, mm-hmm. yet magic missiles he made. Right. Pretty, I don't want to say powerful. But. He writes, Len writes, I've found it necessary to rule this way. And there's a whole thing about, you know, his complaint about it was basically unerringly shot right. weapon that hits whatever it hits and it you know can't be stopped can't there's no save and, and to me to imagine, yeah that's what makes magic missile actually somewhat useful right i mean it's d4 plus 1 yeah no saving throw that's great but he says here i found it necessary to rule down to stop magic users from magic missling everything that walks because of the broad language of the spell text Magic missile, as written, is too powerful and must be toned down. Now, you're a first-level magic user. Right. You get one magic right. missile. Right. That's it. And then you're done. One. Then I'll go to the corner. D4 plus one. Right. You're going to do an average of three and a half hit points. Yeah. It's, I, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, uh, sleep, I think, is much more powerful. In my sense, sleep, don't you think? Sleep's more sleep, powerful? Yeah, sleep to me is... And web? Right. Does he even mention sleep in I here? think he does talk about sleep. Does he talk about sleep? He talks about web. He talks about web. Well, they think they're in alphabetical order, aren't they? Well, maybe they're not. They're kind of all over the place. It would be a first level spell. Which oh, is, yeah, I guess they're not. It's not here. Identify. Uh, he makes identify worse. Right. He makes it worse. If you do it once, it's like takes That's forever it. for you to do it again. <laughs> right. It's actually made worse. So uh, that was interesting. That you know, The one he spent the most time with was this thing. And it, to me, magic missile is the only saving grace. Oh, you know, the fact that you could, uh, um, you, you may not even end up with it. You're so happy if you get random spells that one of your offensive spells, you know, you really have two or three in ten chance of getting, well, four in ten chance. Magic Missile Sleep, Enlarge is pretty good, and Choose. That's the four mm-hmm. choices. The rest of them, they're, you know, push. Right. Could be your spell. Yeah. I think what is, you know, what's interesting about this article, though, it goes to show that right from the beginning, there was significant debate. I think the area in which there was probably the most uh, opportunity to disagree were spells, right? Because we, we see this with the DMG, right? When Gary Gygax is writing the additional explanations of spells in the DMG, it really seems to be players are abusing spells. Right. And this seems to have the same theme here, right? Which is this continuing debate with players saying, okay, I'm going to use a spell to do X, and the, the DM saying, well, I don't know that the spell really should do that. Does it work that way? And you have this big debate. And this seems to me have sort of some the same continuing flavor of that, which is a continuing debate over, over exactly what these spells do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not. Uh, again, Magic Missile is the least of the problems. I would, I would, I would, I would no, now that I know this exists, I would go back to this, not to change things, because yeah. I'm a pretty by-the-book kind of guy, but... Because this uh, is not this is not definitive. This no. is this is just his opinion. But what I would do is I probably would use this as guidance if it talked about areas that the explanation spell didn't talk about. Yeah. Would, would you? So I agree. Would you go? Would you go back to this article? Yeah, I would. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's some interesting. The pr- the problem then becomes, 
in the way I play, and I think most people play, just like we heard from Ed, if you don't know the rule, you're going to make a ruling. Right. And then unless it's contentious, then you're going to move on. It may not happen again or that's going to become the rule unless someone comes back and go, oh, wait a minute, you shouldn't do that anymore. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know if I would remember it. Like he talks about invisibility, and you know the big issue on invisibility is what sort of actions, right? Offensive actions cause you to lose invisibility. And I think he talks about that, right? So that's always an issue. So we want to give a. Uh, we just see that Leroy has Leroy has just come out, and we want to thank him. I thanked him when uh, when before on. Uh, uh, he's the one who got who was gracious enough to actually reach out to Ed. And we had a great interview, thanks to Leroy. So, yes, right. thank, so you thank you very so much. Because we certainly don't know people that no, of, no. of Ed <laughs> No, no, exactly. So <laughs> we, need, we, need, we need our listeners and our viewers That's right. to help us get uh, guests like that. Uh, he's been, you know, he's a great uh, person on Twitter. He's very insightful. And, and uh, he was part of Roll for Initiative back, uh, that podcast, which unfortunately has uh, ended in July. So... It's one we've recommended here. It's it's and it's, there's plenty of material out there still. It's been a great thing. So again, thank you yes. uh, for doing thank that. Thank you very we much. Appreciate that. So um, he's they, he he. I know he's on the West Coast. So he's just waking up. Uh, and, and what a better way than watching us eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches like, and Diet Pepsi. Yeah, it's still on. Yes, yeah, it's, it's still <laughs> going. That's my wife. I can't believe my wife isn't texting me. She must have. She must have been taking texts. All right, well, let's keep rolling along, right? Exactly. Oh boy, I'm gonna be in so much trouble. Remember that time I was in trouble with the post because the post office. You are in trouble only because of yourself. That's all That's I have true. to say. There it is. Adventures in Fantasy. Now, let me. Right. This what David Arneson wrote an RPG called Adventures in Fantasy. Yeah. And I think it was, you know, obviously at the, by 1980, I don't think you're hearing Dave Arneson's name mentioned a lot, right? right. And I think as Gary is talking oh, about. Let me, let me look at the Dungeon Master's Guide or the Player's Handbook. Huh. That's right. So does it say? That's right. So what I think is interesting, though, is that TSR, not only are they, and look, I don't know anything, but not only is TSR publishing letters complaining about typos, not only does TSR publishing articles about criticizing the Fiend Folio, they're also, so here's Adventures in Fantasy, Dave Arneson's game being advertised in there. Um, And so I thought that was very interesting um, to see that. Um, and it's it's very hard to find Adventures in Fantasy. I've looked for it. Yeah, it's very hard to find a copy of Adventures in Fantasy. Well, I think David Wesley was talking a little bit about it, didn't he? I wanted to ask him about it. If we get have it back, Which, by on. the way, he'll come back on. He's, yeah, because he, he, he thinks was, I'm in Minnesota. He got. I think I confused him with. I think because Vic, uh, you know, was the yeah. introduction point, the scourge, and I replied back, thank you. And he said, hey, when I said, you know, when maybe later, I said, yeah, when you get back to Minnesota. So he thinks I'm gotcha. But so, we'll, yeah, so we, we should have him back on. All right, so I just wanted to comment on that. So uh, shall we keep uh, scrolling along? Yes, absolutely. Uh, so the convention schedule, I didn't read it. Oh, you didn't Oh, you didn't look. There's Gen Con South in oh, Jacksonville. in Jacksonville. Yes, I've seen we that before. We should go. Oh, it's February 15th. That's right. 17th. Right at the Ramada Inn, Jacksonville We should Beach. show up. I, I would think it would be great. You know what would be cool mm-hmm. is if we actually did that. Like we had like a mini convention at the Ramada Inn. We just in went to the Ramada Inn. Right. In Jacksonville and ran some games. And we're like, this is where Gen Con you, South was. What are you waiting for? Don't you think Gen Con South, now, you know, so GrogCon is pretty small, right? right. I mean, we're, we're just getting started. But don't you think something like Gen Con South, I mean, don't you, I wonder how many people were in Gen Con, how many people were at that Ramada Inn in 1980? It probably wasn't that big, you know? Well, they have, 74 to 84, so there's, it would... Uh... Oh, you're looking up Gen Con here. Oh, Gen Con South. There it is. 
Doesn't the Ramada Inn. Or we can go to the Thunderbird Resort. So there it is, yeah, with the Ramada Inn, Jasso Beach, February 15th. Yeah. Click on 62. Oh, it's, oh, it's all the same thing, 62. It's probably listed. What? I don't know what that is. This is some kind of... <laughs> okay, we're on Wikipedia, folks. Oh, wait a minute. We have a live witness. The uh, Chamberlain of Brandywine went to Gen Con South. No way. Okay, what year? Yeah, what year? Um, if you could uh, provide us a report, and mm -hmm. we'll give you 50 XP for your next adventure. You know, something oh, like we that. should do XPs for patrons, some, some sort of system. Yeah, I think that's good. All right. Okay, he, I was 18... Well, when were you? Well, what year? When were you born, Rob Ritchie? Right. So, Rob Ritchie says. Can, can you give us your social security yes, and your yes. address while you're doing that? Could okay. you have been at that Gen Con South in 1980? All right. So, um, clerics, take note: no swords mean no swords. I liked this article. Mm -hmm. Did you read this article? I read some of it. Okay. So, the big thing, of course, everyone wants to talk about is the edge weapons. And why can't? Why can you use a mace if right. it's about drawing blood? And I think. My sense is a lot of this is people trying to uh, is, is people trying to justify it, but that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. And so it's a retcon that kind of fixing things. That, yeah, right. And so this, as, they, as the kids would call it today, right. And 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 this article talked about how well you know swords are designed for shedding blood. Right. Maces are outgrowths uh, and flails are outgrowths of staffs, and so that's why they're okay. And if you're using a weapon intentionally to draw blood, which a sword is, you know, bloodletting is, you're supposed to do that only with the permission of the gods. It's like ritualistic. Right. And so that's why you, you, you as a cleric can't use edged weapons. Um, and I sort of liked that. I mean, you know. It, yeah, it's okay. It's just mad to I, I don't, well, I don't, I don't mind these things, but it goes back to sometimes the rules are the rules, and I'm okay with it. You just you don't need an explanation. I don't need I don't you know this it's like Ed was talking about with the stirrup. Well, you know, it breaks when you try to explain everything. It almost sometimes breaks the immersion. Well, that's probably yeah. I get that. And and he talked about magic users. Of course, the big why can't magic users use all these weapons? Yeah. And I, I'm more the part that's difficult is when they did the multi class and they didn't enforce the rules and they that's when it became a problem. If they would just would have said, hey, if you're a magic user, you cannot use armor. Okay, great. Oh, but if you're an elven magic right. user, you can. Wait, right. why are we doing that? Why are we making this more? So he, uh, ex exactly. Some yarns don't need to be pulled. And, exactly. And this is so, and, and Rob Ritchie has confirmed, wait, I'm getting this information now. That's right. We have confirmation that Rob Ritchie was in fact at the Gen Con South in 1980. That's right. He was there. Wish he would have swung by well, and picked me up. It was a t-shirt. And there was a couple hundred folks there, roughly. A couple hundred? That's pretty good. That is good. Wow. Very impressive. Something to move up to. Okay. Uh, uh, three, buy three, get one free miniatures. Very nice. We should send this in. For $10. That you want to send it good. in and see what happens? To Merry Christmas from Dragontooth. Good until December 25th, 1979. No, you, you, we should do that as a project. Is We should send in some of these... Things. Yeah. Don't you think order forms? Just order form. So yes, if you, uh, this is another opportunity to be a patron. If you up your patronage, because right now your patron is supporting the internet and chairs, but if you add, give us more money, besides the 200000 right. to kickstart order. the ecology of the fiend filler that Ed Greenwin said he would do, <laughs> uh, which we had some discussion if it's in Canadian or not, So because it would be a little bit less. It would be 0.8, oh. it would be 160000 That's why we just, yeah, all right. Uh, you got to clarify that if you just yeah, said dollars. 180000 excuse me. So... 
Um, if you give us extra money, we will call these places that have been closed probably for 20, 30 years and send them money and see what happens. Right. What could possibly go wrong? I did that with uh, one adventure. So, right? The guy called me <laughs> up right. and he said he was going to send it to and me. And now he sees some desist. And then he asked. Uh, I had never heard of Divine Right. Had you ever heard of Divine Right? No, I have not. I feel like we need to get this and play it. A I feel like you're going to pay a lot of money for it. Because uh, we can't use, uh, that is a rule. As the treasurer, no patron money will be used to buy your flights of fancy. I agree. No, I understand. No, we're actually very good about that. Um, I'll take a look. I'd never heard of Divine Right. And you hadn't either, obviously. I had not heard until well, this. I wasn't interested in board games. No, I didn't care I was about interested, I like war games, but if I was going to, I didn't care. I didn't want a fantasy board we game. Play, I played Starship Troopers. I played mm-hmm. Panzer Leader. Um, the, uh, the you, you, you were the West. Oh, I was Eastern. Yeah, that's the Western Front. Yes, the Americans. Yes, uh, Panzer was Eastern. Um, yeah. So okay. So yeah, I didn't know anything about this. All right. I didn't know anything about. So this is to me is the fascinating thing. This is great. Mapping so, the dungeons to the international DM list from 1980. There was a time that it was like a registry, basically like. Yeah. It, but not a sex offender. Yeah, this is the days when you could show up at someone's house, like, like Dave Arneson <laughs> talked to, I mean, uh, where Dave right, Westy right. said he just showed up at Dave Arneson's house, I'm here to play, where right. is he? We should, we didn't, he, he contacted Dave Arneson, but the parents, I guess, didn't know. We should send out letters to everyone on this thing. What do you think? So yeah. if you look at this list of DMs, you will find Ed Greenwood. That, that's right. Absolutely. So Ed Greenwood is, is on this list. Absolutely. And, and, and no one in Orlando, tons of people in St. Pete, but nobody was in the Central Florida area that I recall. Yeah. Right. Now I know you were in New York at the time and you weren't playing yet, but I don't think there's anybody. I was not anybody. playing at the time. So most of the pages is this enormous list of DMs. But what's interesting about it, can you go to Ed Greenwood? So you're going to have to, oh, he's going to be at the end because he's Canada. Yeah. Sorry, Canada. Sorry, Canada. But it lists the games. And I thought what would be fun is can you identify what you think the games are okay, yeah, that Ed Greenwood that. was playing? I was going to ask him about that. Um, in France? Australia. I also see? saw South from Adelaide to David Thompson. That would be, that'd be good. Here we go. Let's Did see. he know that guy? <laughs> no, I was going to ask him that. That's why I put it in here. Uh, where is You he? may have to go up high in the previous page, I think, oh, on the okay. right. Yeah, there he is. Okay, so Should he I plays D&D. This? I guess it's published, so hold yeah. on. Don't, don't say it. Let me, hold on. Let's see if this will work. There it is. That's what people, that was what was in there. That was that. I sent that to everyone. So he's in. So can we try to guess what? We obviously know what D&D and AD&D are. Do you know what MA probably is? I think I know. I know what GW is. Okay, go ahead and say GW. Gamma World? Right, I'm sure it is. You know what I think MA is? Uh, think Jim Metamorphosis Alpha exactly I'm sure that's it Empire of the Petal Throne Empire of the Petal Throne exactly EPTT um, I actually looked this one up can you guess Tunnels and Trolls no Traveler exactly I don't know what AG is DR or 4D and unfortunately if you go to the top there's a key mm-hmm. but the key doesn't have all of the the ones <laughs> if that's, I recall correctly let's see, yeah, they go all the way up there so you're basically announcing what but the, game. But it's just fascinating that, hey, we have this game. You can't figure it out yourself. Here are the thousand people oh, that can help you with yes. it. Yes. Well, and, and their DMs are come, come playing their games. Right. And that they're, it's open. DR is Divine Right. Okay, so Divine Right, which he was playing. AG is Arduin Grimoire. I've never, I've never heard Grimoire. of that. Have you ever heard of that? Never heard of Arduin I've never heard Grimoire. of that. What is that? And what is, and then what is D, and what is 4D? 4D. I don't know. There's just there's just. If I recall, D. I look at some other ones I didn't see. Dragon Lords, maybe. Okay, so we don't know. 
So there you go. Okay. So I probably just published his address because he may have not moved, and now. But it's his public come. record. Yeah, it is. It's, it's out there. I found it myself. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, so, so Robert, I've never heard of that. Is that a good game? So we said, we're so ignorant. Okay. We need to do a show. Well, to, can, do, is that available online? We'd be happy to do that. What about Divine Right? And Divine Right, well, that's a board game. We should bring that to, to GrogCon. We should have a Divine Right. Well, should, there should be a, small, a couple hour break in between yes. running 18 adventures <laughs> where you can spend some time and do a board game. Okay. Yeah, we can do Dungeon and we can do. Uh, Divine right. All right. So that's many of the pages, though. Ruin, not Ruin Quest. What's that? What's Hero Quest? Hero Quest is the other board game, right? Isn't Wizard. It? Well, there's Wizard Quest by Alan Hill. Remember that one? No, I don't remember okay. that. One. Magic Realm. That was a role. Was that role playing? I don't know. Okay. Season. Ten Dragons. The game. That was the other game. I had. That was the only other game besides Traveler and, and Top Secret and Gamma World that mm-hmm. we played. We didn't even play Gamma World. We played Star Frontiers because it was just D and D with lasers. Uh, All right, let's keep going. Right. Uh, to next issue. So next issue is about a lot about divine right. Thank you, John. So take a month of your time so you can advertise them. Oh, there it is. There's, so this- there's, I couldn't find the calendar. So there's an advertisement for the Days of the Dragon 1980 calendar, and I was very unhappy because you know it's 1980 on, right. on Grog Talk. So you were able to get the 1980 calendar, but it was Lord of the Rings, which again, yes, is funny. was that the Grog line? That's probably my wife. Okay, so do you, you want to talk about January? So yes, January. This is so there disturbing. It is. This is the riddle. <laughs> this is yeah. <laughs> Why, do you... <laughs> Why do you say that's disturbing? It's the riddle game. The placement of the dagger that uh, Bilbo has is, is a little too uh, interesting for those who can see it. So this, yeah, so this is the riddle game. Okay, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. On January fifth, the right. fellowship entered. Mariah, and on the 9th, they actually reach Lothlorien. Really? Yeah, and I was surprised about that too. Hmm. That was only four days later, according to this calendar. That's pretty good. So there it is. So it is. Yeah, so maybe one of these days we'll find the Days of the Dragon. Before the uh, year is over, we'll find a copy of the Days of the Dragon. And it's $6.50. Then, maybe. Uh, maybe. And unfortunately, you don't copy. see this one here. They don't show January or whatever. All right, so, the uh, artwork doesn't look very impressive to be. Well, now wait. Now, okay, but you know, there's, I think there's some good artwork. All right, there. take care, sir. So, the best of both worlds, and maybe we could send it to Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, 53140 for $7, including postage. Yeah, we just need to start ordering this stuff. To start doing it. There's the story. This story goes on forever yeah. and ever yeah. and ever and ever. So we're going to Like our podcast. And we're flipping and we're flipping. <laughs> then inert weapons or things no dungeon should be without. There's some rude, uh, I don't know, cartoons. Not rude. They're just crude. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, I didn't, I, I had, didn't even pay attention. Corpse that. hook. It doesn't really matter. The colonies. This is what I found from. There's two advertisements because I keep forgetting that play by mail was a thing. Right. And so here is the, this is what I don't think you could do anymore. It's the colonies. It's a personal play by mail game for all ages where you take the handful of courageous pioneers in the vast unknown of Virgin America. Ready. Mm-hmm. The colonies, you not only have to contend with the unexplored wilderness with its re- restless Indians, oh. but also sly merchants, savage pirates, ruthless criminals, and wealthy gentlemen that ply its waters. What are wealthy gentlemen in the, in the things quote in that quotation? That ply its waters. Yeah, what does that mean? Because he already says pirates. Yeah, I don't know what that is. It seems disturbing. 
wealthy gentleman. Thank you so much. You can pick this up later. I think. Well, I think they're not actually gentle. So in other words, they're like yeah. rich people, yeah. but they're not very nice. Right. They're like supposed to be of a, a higher class, but they don't act it. Exactly. So anyway, that's an interesting thing. And again, there, there is, uh, and then there's an advertisement for Star Master. We mm -hmm. should do $10. We need to send that in to Sacramento, California. She, right. Shubal and Son. And then here's an I thought this was this was the, probably the only thing I would continue to potentially use. I printed, yes, I, I actually took that. So we're going to enroll this? The magic oils. Right. Okay, we'll do it right. So there's using oils instead, instead of, of potions. That's in, right. Instead of potions. And so these oils, it's like the Seinfeld episode where the bomb can be very unpredictable. Right. So these oils, I guess you, you slather people with them or something, yep. and they have all sorts of magical properties. So all right, so I'll do it. it percentile, wasn't it? I think so. Let me see. Yep. Okay, so to give an example, I rolled a 41. 41. Eucalyptus. It's a eucalyptus oh, soft. And it cures two, 2 to 12. 12 points of damage. Okay, so you can carry around some eucalyptus. So, all right, so, you know, I don't know. The idea of just having something different than your normal potion of healing in black. We'll do water. one more. So okay. we can get something more interesting. 70. Potion of death. No. Um, oh, sorry, I had to go to the second page. And we're flipping. Mojo. This oil has the power to grant one fifth level wish. Wow. That's cool. Wow. What is a fifth level wish? I didn't know wishes had level. Wishes well, there's have... a limited wish, which is seventh level. But I don't know of a fifth level wish. What does that mean? I don't it's know. amazing. Is it for a special <laughs> system? It doesn't say it was for a specific system. Bazaar of the Bazaar is the name of the article. It doesn't, it, and it just starts. There's no introduction to this. It just goes boom. Right into it. So, I don't know. Yeah. But so, yeah, okay. So, so that wasn't, that's, that's not about it. I, I might grab some of those oil. I might grab right. some of those for Just an adventure for to use. So yeah. For flavor, right? Exactly. Little container with oil. What is this? Yeah. Right? Why, why, you shouldn't be coming up with magic items anymore. There's literally thousands of them out now there. Now, what did they say? Is it, is it oil? Yeah, they're oils. Oh, oils. Because I guess I had in my head. Lotions. Yeah, lotions. So they say oils because I'm thinking of a cream, right? Like a. Well, a night be, face cream, well, like a little jar. It could be like that, or it could be, uh, it could be like the creams, or it could be a lotion. <laughs> like a, yeah. So it could be like a lotion shop. Okay. Yeah. Or just give them the thing of damnation. And what's the, there's a there's a. Oh, what is that? When sprinkled on another victim, must make a saving throw versus poison or die. Yeah. Well, this is great. And I don't know what this A A F U A A W. So we have to figure out that too. All right. So then, right. of course, sage advice. Yeah. And sage Jean advice. Wells is writing this one. That's right. And some have. It's controversial, her ruling sometimes, I've heard. I think so. I mean, um, well, you know, sage advice in general, I think people, you know, it wasn't canon. Yep. And so I think some people have different views on, on, on how good some of the answers were. Um, I know the a question was, you know, person. it's kind of interesting. The person writes in and asks for the price of the DMG. <laughs> and it was $15. It was, what, $15? <laughs> right. Yeah. And then yes, and so I think this is to you know a way to advertise, I guess, for the and DMG. you got the DM screen for the for that price. That's right, amazing. Right. Oh, and the person asked, "What is a DM screen?" Yeah. So it does sound like a little bit ad. You know, this is Ed talked about this. They're probably using this as a way to sort of talk about yeah, their to, screen to, to market it. Yeah. Right. It makes a lot of sense. So then this one guy, this one guy wants to kill. So so the the DM the referee, <laughs> the, the dungeon master has allowed this guy to become too powerful. He's thirty fourth level. And the play and it has like it has what, 86 magic items. And can and wants to know if the DM can ha can just kill him off. Right, just kill him dead. And Gene Wells says, 
No. You know, Jane Wells is often very funny. So right. I mean, you should know, she, you can't kill this guy off. Um, and she gives different ways to, uh, to handle this, right? I think I can't remember starting a new campaign or retiring him, right? Making him a, 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 a wealthy, reputable NPC or something. Uh, so there's different ways, but uh, no. So Jean Wells says, and I would tend to agree with her, it's never appropriate to just simply kill off right. a player because you're unhappy with the player. That, that, that seems to me would be a breach uh, the contract, the, DM, the social yes, contract. The, the social contract between DM and players. So now this is now the next one is useful. Right. This is an interesting one, and I agree with her. I don't think I that. agree with her too. Right. The question is: Do rangers and paladins cast spells at their level, or do they cast them at a as a first level? Would a ninth level ranger cast a spell as a first level magic user, or would he cast it as a ninth level magic user? And what's very interesting to me, and this is where I think. This is useful. This is not just a relic because this raises questions that, you know, I didn't realize existed. But if you go back to Player's Handbook, that's not answered, right? It just says rangers and paladins get these spells at a certain level. They get the spells and they tell you the spell level. But we know that many spells, your level of the caster is relevant. The assumption was that, it's the same thing we talked about with psionics, is that um, you don't get your psionics at first level, all the disciplines. But they start with level of mastery equal to your level. So you all of a sudden get this thing, you're already at seventh level of mastery, as an example. And it's just, it's not, it's, it's and, not clear. And, and, and the answer is he would cast it as though he were a ninth level magic user, period. I don't agree with this, but I am informed that is that it is correct. I still think that they should cast spells as a first level magic user. Right. Now, what I like, so the passive voice is used there by yeah. her. They use the passive voice to hide. Yeah, the actor. Yeah. So the question is, who told her this? Right. Exactly. Is it Gary? Right. You know, wouldn't she say Gary? Would right. she? Why wouldn't she say Gary? So um, it would be great to know who told her that. But so this is what I. What do you? How would you treat this? So how do you treat sage advice? Now I know technically it's not canon, but how do you, James, as a DM, what would you do? Would you consider this now? Well, she's been told this by some luminary at TSR. Yeah. And it might be Gary, therefore I should follow it. Or would you say, no, sage advice isn't canon, I don't have to follow it. And uh, I'm not going to. I, personally, I would rule, if, again, what I've talked about rules as written, rulings and house rules. If there's a rules as written in the book, in the canon, that shall cast a spell equal to the right. level of the thing, that's what I would of do. Of course. Well, some people don't. If, I, if I'm changing it, I'm changing it because I think it's, for my campaign, and that becomes a house rule. Mm-hmm. If it's not clear, then I will make a ruling, and if I see something that supports it or refutes it that I didn't think about, then I will adjust it accordingly. I agree with her. If To me, someone says it's correct, that that's as valid as her saying it's not correct. Unless Gary Gygax put in his thing, in Polyhedron or whatever, the official changes to the rule, or rather, that this is it, then... I would stick with this because it's my her, her ruling is as good as mine, and her kind of offhand comment that she was told this way doesn't matter to me. Yeah, it's very interesting. So yeah, so I guess play it as you wish on that one. Well, because it's a ruling, it's still it's, well, it's right. my opinion. It's not uh, because the premise of this whole thing is that this is not canon. I would, yeah, I, right? Because because either you're going to accept it as canon or not accept it as canon. 
Well, you can also, but, but, but there's, there's levels of deference. So you could consider it highly influential. And I, I consider sage advice answers to be highly influential. Right. I like rules. So I probably, unless I felt it was clearly wrong, I'd probably follow it. I don't think it is follow, clearly follow wrong. Follow the ninth level. Rule yes, it's not clearly wrong. In my opinion, it's not, it's not clearly irrational. In my opinion, I, I, I don't like it. I, 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 I just I, I would wish the rule was different, but I would probably follow it. Well, but the issue, I think the issue I have with that, then it goes back to it almost feels like, well, I heard someone say, or I was told this. It's, you know, admission of this kind of. I understand. But, 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 you know, but she's not like, she wasn't at the uh, Piggly Wiggly asking the bagger, right? I mean, I think we can infer that she was asking somebody important. But it just seems odd that you wouldn't refer to the source there. I agree. It seems odd to do that. And if the source is, you know, but who tells Joe. I know, but what's interesting is she's told that is right. Someone there is speaking right. as if they have the authority to say it. Right. Right? They're not like, oh, my opinion. She actually seems to feel constrained right, that she had to, to say report that. this out. So who the heck is, is, is telling them? Either they have the authority or they don't. If they have the authority, say it. If they don't have the authority... It just seems odd, and to me, <laughs> it does seem odd. It, it creates more confusion. This is supposed to make things easier. Right. Simple. Right? This is supposed to clarify things, and it's. Crisp. I want to play D and D tomorrow. I've been told I can't go. What do you Who mean? Who told you that? I can't say. <laughs> I can't say. Well, you know, is it your wife? Is you know it what's your... funny? Is that the sage advice is supposed to clear things up, and right. we've now spent about five minutes debating the... Right. Who told you? Where did it come well, from? Well, the scourge said before he left that he has an, ins- he has an inside thing to someone at Dragon, so we may get this answer. Well, wait, is Jean Wells still? Jean Wells may still be around. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is she? I thought I read her thing. That she passing? I hate to say that because if she's still alive, that would be awkward. Hey, Jean. We can say that. I'm still alive. You can say that about us. That's true. <laughs> or James and Dan still alive. That's right. Well, apparently, this is like uh, they shoot horses, don't they? We have to keep going because we're trying to win a contest, whoever falls out first. So. That's right. All right. Wait, wait. Oh, oh, oh sorry. I know we're running out. Okay. Well, were there any other really interesting questions here? I don't recall. That was well, there was the a fairy fire. That was the best one. I mean, there was the one with fairy fires. If it's cumulative, I really didn't even understand that very well. So, the, in other words, it does, you don't get the multiple plus two. Oh, I you see. You get plus two to hit. Oh, I so see. You, so you can't you can't, can't load. make a plus ten. Like that's a question that comes up a lot with like bless and yeah. chant. Can right. you, you can't stack? stack them. So you can't stack fairy five. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. Some of these are very technical. Two congenial light spells in the same location. And some of them have changed. May thieves use bow? Well, in nineteen eighty, the answer is no. What do you mean that's changed? Oh, that's true. That hasn't changed. No. Well, I think in a later dragon, it's yes. Wait, that's gonna be post on. Uh, well, we don't know. We're, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm fortunate. I get confused because that's I'm in king. Because, because player's handbook is quite clear. These the bow is not right. listed. That's I, a big I get, no. I, get com- I haven't read all the dragons. You know, but I, this is only nineteen eighty, so I wouldn't know anymore. You're right. Okay. Oh, and some of these are very interesting too. Where I mean, no, I don't know. It's very interesting. But the guy asked, "Well, can a, a human be a cleric, magic user, fighter?" Right. And, and I'm like, no. I mean, that's pretty clear. I mean, read the book. Right. That's a no. That's only unless do, you can only do a class. class. Exactly. Can you try? Can you try a class? No, no. You the only, do well, the only trial class is the infamous. But you can't do you can't do a class like more. No, it does. It says it, well. It says here. Can I become? Well, can I become? Humans can I be, may become dual class, and they're not limited. But they can't be multi class. But so can I dual class, three class? I mean, can I be a fighter, then switch over to a magic user, then switch over? So if I play long enough, can you know, I have like 
Six no. class? No. You dual class. It's two. I have to dual. The right. only triple class is the one we did our optional podcast on. The Bard is technically triple class. Okay, got which it. Which why you could argue with why is that triple class and these can't be triple class, which I'm not a huge fan oh, wait, of triple class. Oh, wait, was that? Last one, bottom right. May have elves. Oh, all right, so this is a good reminder. Elves and half horse right. cannot, and this was, I think, confirmed yes. by Jim Moore and Dee Demi guys. elves and half horse cannot. But this was interesting. See, I learned stuff here. The wish spell can bring you back. Yes. Yeah, I know, but I just don't think about this. I just yeah, haven't played that and, and much. And reincarnate. Yeah, okay. But you won't, may not But you'd be a wolverine. You could be. But the wish spell, you could wish to be raised. Yes. So that's a way to get your half-orc character or your... Right. Okay, got so it. So your fifth-level magic user, you're going to burn a ninth-level, 18th-level you know, 18th uh, yeah. cast spell. It's not going to happen. All right. They talk a little bit about um, the electric eye. So this is the first thing that they start. They say this is a kickoff of semi-regular column about... Uh, computers, we mentioned, we Ooh. talked to, what? Well, computers. We talked about computers with Ed, and this is one of the reasons why I brought up, is that, you know, this actually is not about computer games, it just talked about computers, how they work, because apparently this is a thing that people didn't know in 1980, which I thought very interesting. Now here's the computer dungeon, and one of my favorite games, The Temple of Apshai. Never heard is, of it. You've never heard of The Temple of Apshai? No. Oh my goodness. No. 19, uh, it came out, obviously, in 1980. Um, but just real quick, it was a very textual, it, had, it was not Zork, it was one better, you had very crude graphics, and it would say room one, and you'd have to read, because it was so limited in scope, you had to read the description, it was very evocative, and I was 12, and it was amazing. Okay, moving on. Uh, then there was reviews of various games, Wizard's Quest by Avon Hell, did we ever play that? I don't play it. I did not play it, I was familiar Wizards with Wizards by Metagaming, so there was a thing called Metagaming back then, that's not a new term. Uh, Invasion of the Air Eaters, another metagaming. Three bucks, that's a pretty good price. All right, what else did I have on here? First so tech, a, and then there's a Dragon Beast Jerry. That was the other part that was interesting. Oh, yeah, and I think there was only one, and it the was... Frost. Uh, but Roger Moore, I'm a big fan of Roger Moore, as you know. Yes. Uh, the Frost, eh, eh. They didn't do it for me. They, no. I, they're snow fairies. I just yeah. don't know that I felt you needed a snow fairy. What was your thoughts on Frost? They were lame, but they're yeah. powerful. Fro they can do a cone of cold of 3d8 value. They can also do a, a, a one in six may do an Otolux freezing sphere. I mean, these are powerful spells. So yeah, I don't eh. think I'm probably not going to use the frost though, yeah. in my adventures. And then there's the issue of Wormy. I was never a big fan of. That. I did not read Wormy. Didn't, it didn't strike me. I, 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 I didn't come to Dragon for. No. The cartoons and this and that. No. It was rulings right. and uh, things for modules I thought were good. You know, that was the value. And if they had something that clarified the rulings, that was basically it. Um, then the advertising for the complete strategist, and that was it. So we would have spent, yeah. I would have spent two or three hours reading that thing. Yeah. And uh, well, actually less because I would have read the oils, I would have read the spells and that, and that would have been it. Yeah, so um, uh, stars. Five stars, the best. Oh, okay. How many, right? So what would you I, give? I would say, well, because this is the first one, I'm going to say it's three. Yeah, I'm going to go with two. Okay, because I have no other reference. This is, this, is, <laughs> this is the first one I've read. <laughs> it's your first Dragon Magazine you bought. Right. So the first well, one. What is this? This is amazing. I first, yeah. So you're going right in the middle. Well, at the time, 1980, I'm yeah. 10 years old, yeah. so I probably went to the hobby store, and it was the right. first one I saw, and I pulled it off right. the shelf. I got it at Walden Books. Yeah, and that's what I got. Yeah, it's a two for me. There's not, there's not a lot of stuff I'm going to 
really use from there. So Okay. I'm, okay. That was good. So uh, two weeks from now, we will be doing White Dwarf. Yes, we which, will. Which, again, is going to be really fascinating for me because I have yes. never read of White Agreed. Dwarf. Agreed. Same here. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, um, and we're also going to be starting, uh, probably next time, we're going to be doing a Greyhawk hex crawl, right? Well, yes. Because I want to look, 1980, Greyhawk came out. So in celebration of the folio edition being published, uh, we're going to do a hex crawl to help learn about it. I know very little about Greyhawk. We used it, but not a lot, really. We yeah. did the adventures. Uh, but so, um, did you want to figure out where we're from? Sure, we can do, do that okay. this time. So next time we can do the hex crawl. That's what I thought. So in... 1981, Len LaCafka, um, and I don't know how to pronounce any of these things. I mean, that would be heresy, right? Adding depth to these at the Flanese. Do you even know? Do you know? Flanese, yeah. The Flanese? Yeah. Len LaCafka, um, they started publishing, Dragon Magazine started publishing supplementary material for Greyhawk, and one was determining where you come from. And so I thought what we would do is we would first, in this episode, right. is identify where are, where are we coming from? We come from the same place. Okay, we're going to come from one place. Don't you think? We're like yeah. Baffin and the Grey Mouse yeah, yeah. gang, right? Sure. And I think we should be human, because you've got to know what you are. Yeah. But I think we should be human, because, you know, that makes this... It, well, that doesn't limit you as much. And this is, this is Greyhawk. This is Gygax's world. Right. He meant to be human-centric. Even though we just talked to Egbert about Forgotten Realms. is another story, but that didn't exist. It's a little awkward. I, you know you mentioned that, but we're going to splice the episodes. <laughs> it is a little awkward. Yes. We just talked about Forgotten Realms, and so now we're starting our Grey... We're starting our hex crawl in Greyhawk. That's right. That's a little awkward. That's okay. Okay. I like it. Um, yeah, I don't think he would be offended at all. And uh, he seems like such a nice guy. And um, so I thought we'd be two humans. Yeah. And so do you want to uh, roll? You should roll. Okay, why? Because I want to... Well, you roll for oh, us. Oh, sure, all right. So, so we're both in the same place. Yes. All right, Baffin, Grey Mouse. You're going to roll right. double zero. Divine Intervention? No, that's a character's choice. I forgot to roll... I get a chance for oh uh, yeah that's right go for the it. great ooze guy the great ooze the god of here's god the of great ooze guy oh there is a god of oozes and jellies and things really I think there is oh who is like if dude. anyone's out there left who is there is a god that produces jellies and oozes oh that would be oh that would be so and Medusa would go down yeah. what happens is then they come in and then the character that that died is now revived yes. and then went is I, that the way this works I, or a small ooze it would be a baby ooze <laughs> baby ooze. Six! Six! Oh, yes! Son of a biscuit. I gotta call my wife, tell her I'm not gonna be home. Oh, no. <laughs> I told her I was going out for a pack of smokes. Oh. <laughs> and I never came back. Blaine. Yes. Blaine. We don't Maguire, know who it is, though. Wait, we don't know who the ooze god is. I feel. I know. Medusa, it comes to an end. I know there's a god of oozes. Where is that? It was in the Fiend Foley or something. Does, does anyone remember what I'm even talking about? There's someone that's surrounded by oozes and. I, I remember this, but now I can't remember it. What? Maybe. Who is returning? The, I'm gonna. I'm gonna just. All right, you Google. Keep, yeah, I'm gonna try. Yeah. To, uh, let's see. A, D, and D. God. Well, you know, it's a straight ten percent. Has the ooze god yeah. been? Uh, well, now you have to do twenty five percent if the god appears. No, no, that's if you roll zero zero. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Right. This yeah. is just like it. This, oh wait, that's right, this actually, this is supposed to be just getting help, isn't right. it? That's right, small animal. So, what, is this doing anything for me? Jubilex, I think. This is not going to do anything for me. Wasn't it Jubilex? The isn't coming. I feel like that was Jubilex. That's a, he's a, he is in Monster Manual 2, Jubilex? Which one is he first, what first? 
He's the lords of slimes and shapeless things. Okay, I see. Come on, that's pretty good. I remember that. He's Fiend Foley, I think he's in. Oh, what a shock. Jubilex. He's a demon. Oh, he's a demon? I feel like he's a demon. He's a demon? Or, yeah. Jubilex. Oh, my goodness. This is... I, I don't know. Wait, wait, if, wait, you get in, if you get in trouble, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear that. Oh, I'm in trouble. We don't even know what's going to happen, though, because I didn't roll a zero, zero. The zero, zero is that they will come. The zero, six is, is just you get where a little bit Ju of help. Where is Jubilex? It's not Jubilex. He's a... Where is he? Maybe he's... Oh, maybe he's in the Monster Mania, too. I'm, he's somewhere. <laughs> the, fact that I, the fact that I remembered this is pretty good. I wish you hadn't. Well, you're the one who said, oh, we need to do this. No, he's not in here. Son of a biscuit. Who... Where is he? No, he's gonna have to. We're just gonna page set monster manual. Oh, page exactly. He's a monster manual. Thank you, John. He's Appreciate in the monster manual. Yes, he's a he's an arch demon. Oh my gosh, really? Yes. He's old school. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much. We're you know four and a half hours of this. Is... I've mind. Oh, come on, it takes a village. <laughs> That's what. Yeah, Jubilex. He's the slimy thing. Yes. I didn't know. Yeah, the faceless. Lord. Oh, I didn't know that. Jubilex, foul and nauseating in the extreme. Yeah, he's, he's dripping form. Yep. Yes, you're dripping form. And he is, yes, he's slimes, jellies, and puddings. See, you're welcome. One Come to on. four, two to eight. That's oh, so he's sending one of these. Right, that's pretty good that I remember that. How do we do it? Do I roll a four for which one of the four is being sent? Well, let's see, one, two, three, four, yep. All right, let's do that. Only two. Ochre jellies, two to eight of them. Is he sending two to eight? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Your lawn care guy's here. Apparently. Six ochre jellies? Wow. So what happens? Well, six ochre jellies show up. I mean, the, the Grey Ooze is still dead. I need to be home by 1.30. That's close. This was not a good roll. Ochre jellies. Giant amoeba. Yeah. Wow, and there's only one appearing one to three, so he's like unleashing. Well, that's the ones that surround him. You could argue it could be only one to three. I may re-roll, make you force to re-roll. Because there are two to eight around him, not necessarily he may not be summoned. Because he usually that. sends some, they say sends a small, they send sends an animal. Does it right. say an animal in the yes, MG? Yes, it does, it does. So maybe it should just be one ochre gel. Okay, one ochre gel. Alright, let's do it. We gotta do this combat fast. Yeah. Let's go. Alright, here we go. So oh, you're so, you roll for surprise. An ochre gel just appears. Don't you think? Not yes, me. That's, that's right. I agree. Come on. He's, she's not surprised. She was waiting for this. She heard the gurgling. I've been, wa the I've been waiting. Ah, <laughs> uh, what's the name of that? What's the name of that demon? Jubilex or something? Uh, thank you, sir. Yes, uh, and, and thank Jubilex. you, Jubilex. 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 I've been waiting. You're so you're so slow, Jubilex. <laughs> Your petty jellies mean nothing to me. I will strike them all down. I place them in jars. <laughs> I have. I rub them over my body yeah. to keep it youthful. Exactly. Nice. All right. All right. So this is a giant amoeba. All right. So it's, it's an initiative. Have eyes. That's right. Their fluids dissolve flesh. Ooh. Oh, it's gonna be good. So I'm going with the poison rule again. So I'm just letting you know. Okay. Uh, it doesn't say they're immune to poison. So, so sad. Too bad. Initiative. Here we go. Five. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Six. Oh, hey, roll, roll your tit. Okay, let's do it. You 17. So you do 3 to 12. Oh, wow. 3 to 12. So that's a four-sided three. 
right? Four, wait, yes. Three, wait, yes. Three, yes, four, three times. Three, three times. times. Four. Yeah. Four. Wow. And a two. Ten. It's ten points. So she's down to eleven points. And wait, is that all I do? Yeah, that's all. I'm nothing special. Nope. Now you get attacked. Here you go. Okay. Two. Oh, I missed. All right, initiative. <laughs> this is awesome. Four. This is a great end of the show. Simultaneous. Oh, let's do it. Go ahead. You, oh, you want me to go first? Sure, go for it. Sure. 14, that's a hit. Okay. It is? Oh, Macy, 8. Yeah. 15, 15, that's a hit. Okay. So both hit. All Better right. Roll your damage. Oh, wow. Before you roll your save. Four. Uh-huh. Three. That's if you get a four, she's dead. Uh, eight. Three points. Great. Now, down we, to three. Now, and now. I hit you. So you take uh, D4. Okay, so you I have... You have to save versus poison. One. Four. One you hit. take four points of damage. I have six hit points, so just all right. Well, let me you see if I save this because yeah. I may not be necessary. Yeah, may right? not, maybe a moot point. Fifteen. I say you I'm saved. Deep. Oh, all right. So let's see how That's many. A, have. I a, have three. Uh huh. This is 11. dice flipping in its best. <laughs> Eighteen. Uh huh. Nineteen. Yeah. Twenty-two. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. So you have there. twenty. You have twenty-seven. Okay. Minus. Okay. So now it's initiative, right? Now it's initiative. Let's do it. Oh, you're going down. Six. Who would have seen this at the end of this show? No uh -oh. one, because they all left. <laughs> no one has seen Here's your 19. Oh, brutal. You take one more point, but are you oh, going to save? Oh, I got another save. 12. Well, uh -oh. I, think, I think that's pretty good, because you're what hit dice? I was talking. Oh. I'm hit dice six. That's good. You think I, I think got you a save. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Roll your attack. Okay. Because I got to keep this thing. Sick to yes, you saved. Wow. 18. That's a hit. Do you do? You've got to be kidding. I think you kill her because you do 3 to 12. It's over. It's over. Wow. No one saw this coming. No one saw this. Amazing. Well, no. You know who saw it? Uh, the Jubilex. Jubilex saw it. Wow. Wow. And I've learned so, about Don't mess with Jubilex. Don't mess with the jelly. So the oak, so the, the non-intelligent, well, this, well, that, you know, that's interesting. That gray ooze was intelligent enough to pray to Jubilex. That's right. And it, you know what's interesting? There's a jelly theme. That's right. <laughs> It's, it's like it's grape jelly. It's a purple ochre jelly. Oh, ochre jelly is the winner. It all comes around, doesn't it? It all comes full circle on this show. It's like oh, destiny. Pride cometh before the fall. So, all right. So this is this is this is so this is what like PB and J or something. That's There's right. got to be some sort of wow. So, so the TSR ochre jelly. Ochre jelly. Wow. Sure, you can call the grog line. Let me make sure my uh, thing is working here. As long as I'm home by 1.30. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Don't talk too long. All right, let's see. Yeah, I got wow. the phone working. All right. This is amazing. Wow. That was worth staying for. That was. I could. I, would... I thought the Ed Greenwood interview was good. Yeah. The, huh? the, the ochre jelly. Don't mess with that. Don't mess with Jubilex or whatever. Wow. Okay. All right. Let's see. We got, we, act, we actually may have a grog. This is just every. You literally checking the boxes. We're, I mean, we're doing everything. I'm never gonna make it to the bank. Never. Who's calling the grog line? Uh, John Cartwright wants All to right. call the grog line. Okay. John is our good friend. Absolutely. He's called. They it, always answer uh, the phone for patrons. Well, I don't believe he's a patron. Oh, don't answer that phone. No. Sorry. <laughs> Not <laughs> Can yet. I take your call right now. I believe he's the gentleman from South Carolina, if I remember correctly. He's got the game. Doesn't he have the game? Yes. He's got the game. Let's see if it's going to work. Doesn't need to be The problem is sometimes this phone... I'm going to run where we're from. I'm going to roll... Can I roll yes, where we're from? Yes, can you roll where we're from? Yep. All right. Ooh, a 97. That's almost choose your... Ooh. Own. No, it's the Wild 
coast. Oh, the wild coast. Any yeah. alignment. Any alignment, yep, absolutely. So should we do random for alignment? How many alignments are there? Nine? There's nine, but there's a, do we want to use, in the DMG, there's a random table for it. Sure. Sure. I gotta find, I'm going to find the wild coast. Yes, bring up the gazetteer. It's right in the middle. It is? Yes. It's a coast. It is. It's in the middle of the thing. Oh. It's, well, in fact, a lot of the adventures are in the wild coast. Really? It's on the other one. You gotta no, be kidding. Uh, no, let me see. Uh, is that, which side is that? This is the last, this is the... Right there. There it is, the wild coast. Oh, okay, it didn't work. Let me call him back. There are four cities. I'm gonna roll, okay? There's four, there appears to be four cities in the wild coast. I'm gonna roll a die four. Okay. Two. We are from... Safeton. Safeton, okay. We're Safeton. Hey, is this, is this John? This is he. Hey, welcome to uh, Grog Talk. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Great. You're you are you, sir, are a brave man to come on after four and a half hours of us jibber jabbering. So, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing great. I enjoyed the uh, jubilates coming to the rescue there. How about that? Yes. Yep. See this. This is why. You know, yes. That's why I keep Dan around. He remembers these things better than I do. <laughs> I do. And I need. To, I need to. I need to add that because we. I keep forgetting to do the divine intervention, and so he is. He is correct. So, uh, and you live in South Carolina. If I don't, If that's okay for me saying, correct. Yeah, that's correct. Well, okay. I mean, that's you already fine. gave out Ed Greenwood's home address. That's true. So what's the issue? Yeah, that's true. What's the difference? So, what's going on? Oh, I'm just enjoying the show and get on there and I see you guys are talking to Ed Greenwood. I'm like, wow, this this is neat. I mean, the the, the tendrils and and reached of the grog world is just expanding <laughs> and expanding. Well, 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 we know people who know people. That's right. That's right. We're very fortunate to have folks such as Leroy, uh, who's um, is you know a dear friend of the show and is has really, uh, you know, just said, hey, whatever you need help. And, and he reached out to Ed, who's a fellow Canadian. Um, so, we, look, we're just very fortunate to be part of it. So, uh, how's your game going? Oh, it's, it's kind of slow right now. The, the whippersnappers around here, they want to play that fifth edition stuff. Okay, well, so, John, let me, let me tell you that uh, Brian, uh, our, our dear friend, I think he's in West Virginia, Wants to start an online game of first edition. Would you be interested in joining that? Uh, that'll be something to, to think about. The the online is great. I mean, it's it's wonderful. But to me, nothing beats being at the table face to face because you you can see the reactions and and so on and so forth. I guess. And plus, the, the internet where I'm at, I mean, it's not exactly the best. Right. I hate to be committing to something, and then I'm sitting there cutting out every five or ten minutes. Sure. No, I, I, we, we totally agree. I mean, that was the, if you've listened, to, I know you've been listening to our show, um, you know, Dan and his friend Ed, they started a local meetup because they wanted to play. We agree. The, the optimal way of playing is, is locally. So, um, But, unfortunately, everyone is everywhere, so we're kind of... In the in the in the straits of we play where people are at so, um, uh, but yeah if if you know that could I think what you know we're going to talk to Brian about that you know whether we do a, a campaign or we do a bunch of one shots it's just an opportunity for us to, for people who hang out with play with so 
keep an eye on that. We'll we'll post something and uh, we'll let you know more about it. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, just to let you guys know, it took me a while, but I finally went through every episode. You wow. did? Wow. wow. Well, I'm yeah. like an Iron Man. He's got <laughs> iron ears or something. That's great. <laughs> well, we appreciate that. Uh, I'm sure some of it was useful, so uh, we thank you for that. We, we've not listened to all our ones again. Oh, no. I don't think we could. I can't no. stand you. You can't stand me. So. No. It's a, it's a lot of things. Uh, do, do you have a question? or? You guys just- you guys just, just, well, I'm just general, just talking, because you guys just bring all kinds of memories back from, from back well, in the day. Well, let's, well, let, let's keep, let's yeah. keep on, uh, John, John, would you like to participate in the next installment of our, have you ever played a gnome fighter illusionist trying to save your village? That's a yes. Sure. Okay, okay good. That's a yeah. yes. So we did this last, was it last time, uh, two yeah. sessions ago. Correct. We did our interview with uh, David Wesley. So last time we, we there was, a, uh, Dan went through who the character is, Warren Grinchmore, you're, we're a fighter illusionist, and he did one scenario. Now we're going to do the second scenario. So uh, here we go. Here we go. As you proceed toward the late Maximus's lair, you see a giant animal blocking your path. As you get closer, you see it as a giant porcupine eating something. You only have a few seconds to decide what to do before the beast sees you. You, and there's going to be ten choices. First, B1 is change self into dwarf, then approach it with sword ready for defenses, walking slowly past it. B2, use a blur spell, then run past it into the entrance. B3, use ring of lightning on it, then attack with the sword. B4, cast Dispel Illusion at this obvious illusion, then walk past it with sword in hand. B5, slowly walk past it, talking to it in burrowing animals with dagger ready for defense. Ooh, that's, 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 I like that one. B6, run up to it. I'm probably going to get eaten. B6, run up to it, cast Paralyzation using, using your scroll, then run into entrance with dagger in hand. B7, attack immediately with mace. B8, cast invisibility, then walk past it with mace handy. B9, use staff of fear on it, then enter entrance with dagger ready for defense if it fails. B10, attack immediately with sword. All right, John, so those are your, que- uh, those are your choices. Which one would you like to go with? I would go with the, the walk past, but be ready to defend myself. Yes, and talking to it and burrowing animal? Yes. That's, I like B5 as well. Right. Anytime I play a gnome and I get a chance to talk to I don't care if I'm going to die, I'm going to use that skill. Yes. So, all right. Now, I last time used the paralyzation scroll, which is what I would use again here, but unfortunately I've used it. Yeah. So I'm going to use the wand of fear. So you're B9. That's right. And, okay. And, and you're doing B5? Yes. Is there anyone else out there who has... No. no. Well, <laughs> no. we have five out there, but I don't think anyone else is. All right. Dares. You were B9. Right? Uh, well, yes. Your staff of fear? If anyone wants to chat, now would be the time. B, 1 through 10, put it out there. We'll give them five seconds. You know, well, um, I think everyone else is, is, is trying to use this as a sleep uh, right. thing so they can sleep. Here's the good gnome. Good gnome. Good gnome. Here's the good gnome for you. Here's yeah. the good news for you, James. Yes? It works. That's right. You run, it runs in fear. You take no damage. I love that. Okay. That's twice, by the way. I, I think that's right. I... I 
Yes, right. I you play make fun a fighter illusionist in John's game. You don't you like gnomes, but you play them very well. Yes. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, Brian goes with invisibility. Oh, okay. Hold on. So invisibility is B8. It works. No damage. No damage. Congratulations, Brian. Thank you, sir. Now let's get to me and John. <laughs> okay. Let's get to that. B5. We take three hit points of damage uh, from non... Oh, it's not a burrowing animal. It throws quills. Ah. Oops. The porcupine doesn't burrow. Yeah, so your biology is, is, is not good. So there's a first lesson. If you're going to play a gnome and talk to burrowing animals, make sure it's a burrowing animal. Right. All right. <laughs> I, wouldn't I have known that as a gnome? Well, I wouldn't know. Well, that's well, that, what's interesting about that. And by the way, uh, here's something interesting for you. It tricked me. See, look, who, look, who, look who published, Leroy published oh. this. First Encounter, that's what we're talking about. That's and exactly right. And he said, ironically, I have a player recently asked me at the First Encounter magazine, and he's tr trying to find issue four. What, so, I, what issue is that? I bought the last one, my friend. Ah, uh, issue Number four. Number four. Oh, but wait, could there be a trade? No. Yeah, yeah, he's got a different one. He's got number six. He's trying for, uh. Yeah, I got number four. James, though, colored in. Yeah, I this did guy's not color cape. it in. <laughs> I left it here, and I came back, and James had colored in this guy's cape. That was terrible. And Eric Hotz did the artwork on these. Um, so, uh, yeah. Okay, excellent. Well, mine. Dan, uh, so. <laughs> I'm a greedy so, gnome. That's right, you are greedy. I worship Erdlin. So, <laughs> yeah. I like that. Um, I, I want to keep you alive, so I'm going to. Oh, you got any? Suggestion. Suggestion. So you have a su John, do you have a suggestion for us, for our, for our folks? A suggestion? Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're still in print, but I came across a, uh, a book, well, not a book, an adventure, and it's put out by uh, Advanced Adventures. Mm -hmm. And from what I can tell... I can find it. Oh, here we go. Uh, it's made by a group calling themselves Expeditious Retreat. Hmm. And the name of the module is to end the rising. I was looking at the stat blocks and everything, and verbatim, it looks like uh, they've used the open game license and used first edition stats and everything. So I found that to be a, a nice uh, welcome breath of fresh air there. Okay. Well, thank you for that. I really appreciate you... Uh uh, telling us that, and we'll go check it out. If you want, in the on the YouTube when it comes up, put if you put a link to what it looks like so that people can find it. Um, my suggestion is I've been watching this channel by Game Geek. I uh, it, it's it's how to do solo adventures. Not that I'm super interested. Just the passion that she I don't know her name. She doesn't say her name. The passion that she has with how to create worlds and and use that is very evocative. It's just a, a lot of fun to see people are interested. And, and there, yes, there is a big solo community, so that's very interesting. Dan, do you have a suggestion? I suggest that we roll up our what, what our professions are. Okay. Don't you right? We still have to do that, don't we? Professions as far as well, classes? Well, fighter, you know what you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right? Where is that in the uh, DMG? We can do a random party on the spot. We could do that. That's back here if you needed a party. Is that what you want to do, or do you just want to pick our classes? No, I like the idea of randomly rolling. Can there be multi-class? Chance? Uh, that's, hold on. Race and class. After generating billing scores, each player's, oh, this is, no, we want a random one. That's not it. 
I think there is here, under random encounters. I'm sorry. And we're flipping, and we're flipping, we're flipping. Somewhere here it says what kind of yeah. characters they are. And we can I didn't know you, I didn't know you guys. Oh, you right. Hey, you suggested it. What? I didn't suggest it. Can you say so? You, I asked you what your suggestion was, not <laughs> I thought here. You, oh, I see. All right. All right. So you want to do that? Yeah, let's roll percentage. All right. So you roll your percentage, see what you are. Okay. 85. You are a magic user. Okay. Um, that makes sense. And I got an 84. I am a magic user. <laughs> that makes less sense. <laughs> We're, We're two magic users. That'd be, kind of, that'd be kind of fun. It is. The dice don't lie. Two magic users going through the... Two wild and crazy magic users going through the wild coast. The wild coast. Well, we're leaving the wild... I, mean, I want to make it to Greyhawk. And, where, and we go where, to Greyhawk what City. Time, uh -huh. What time did we start in? Oh, it, I rolled a two. Where was that? It was the second one down. Oh, the second one down. Hang on. I'll get you the town. Okay. So, yeah. So, we will start our hex crawl. Excellent. And so I don't know if we're session. going north and we're going south. I we'll guess we'll figure it out. We'll have to randomly do it. We'll, we'll have to roll up our characters. We'll the ocean. we get to roll our spells. We are in, um, we're Safeton. Safeton. Okay. On the wild coast, right there. We are literally on the coast. All right. Woolly Bay. Sounds good. So, all right, John, uh, you have participated. Have you been on since the beginning? Uh, yeah, I've been uh, here pretty much. Wow. Time. Well, you get to roll it. Do you have a D10 handy? Sure do. All right. Ah. Roll a d10, and you give yourself plus two because you've been on for four and a half hours and went on grog talk. But so. we get minus two. Yeah, we get minus two. <laughs> you, you're, it'll be two separate things. So roll it and give us a Give, give us, us a, a d10. Uh, two with a plus two is only a four. Four. That's a, well, mm. that's how long this lasts, well, four know, and a half hours. Well, you so. know, it, it, so it started with Ed Green when it started as a 10. Right. And then we took over. Yeah. <laughs> So the app, so it went if, down. if I was a ten average, uh, and we made it one, so the average would be four. Or five. We were actually like negative. <laughs> to get to average of four, I think we were like negative two. That's exactly right. It was worth. It was painful to watch. All right. <laughs> well, so John, hey, I pre I'm sorry. For some reason, it keeps going directly to voicemail. So just, uh, I apologize about that. But just you, know, like you did, go on the chat. Tell us you're calling. You can call in any time. We'd love to talk to you. Enjoy it, fellas. Enjoy the show. And it, like I said before, it's just nice to see that the game is still being played and kept alive. Yeah, it's not. It's alive and well. I mean, I'm starting a new campaign next month. Uh, uh, the Chamberlain Brandywine starting a new campaign. We've got new players coming. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, you know, and again, I can't speak for all the places, but uh, I know Menion's doing a, a game. If you build it, they will come. It's as simple as that. And Ed and Dan, I thank them uh, profusely for the work. Ed's doing a one-shot. You've got some one-shots coming up. People want to play. I don't think they really care. I hate to say it that way. They just want, if, they, if you're passionate about the game, um, 1E is going to be alive and well as long as people keep playing it. So with that, I, uh, John, uh, actually you can say, uh, so I'm James. I'm Dan. And who are you? I'm John. I'm John, and, and we're, we're saying goodbye for Grog Talk, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Who's our special guest in a couple of weeks? Kelly Villamere, who is the uh, who is behind First Encounter magazine. That's right. So that's another thing that's part of it. Wonderful. So uh, until then, we will see you next time on Grog Talk. Take care. Take care. This has been a Bushy Puppy production. All rights reserved.